three, two, one. Hi everybody. That <laughs> that uh, was Shrank, and this is Sardonic Cast. I'm Adam from Your Movie Sucks. Hello. I'm Ralph from Ralph the Movie Maker, and I'm Alex, the number one DreamWorks fan in oh, the yeah. world. And so that was a nice yeah. little flashback to the past. The the Shrek memes. Oh, hello there. Oh, they never left ah, for me. Nostalgic times. <laughs> Shrek is life. When was that at its peak? Was it sort of 2010 sort of time? I- I'm struggling to remember. It's just a blur of Shrek. Uh, I think you, I think much later than that, honestly. I would say maybe like 2015. When did this fucking video get uploaded? This was 2015. Five Gosh, million viewed. Not even that long rape. ago. <laughs> Three second long video. <laughs> yeah, it's, st- it's still kicking. We got uh, Shrek Retold happened. And there's like Shrek 2 Retold coming out sometime soon, I guess. Awesome. Yeah. If anybody's confused about what that is, it's a a bunch of people collaborated together, uh, artists, animators, YouTubers, and uh, basically took a few seconds each of the Shrek film and decided to do their own rendition of it and then stitched it all together to make one flowing crazy fever dream of a film. I would recommend it. It's very strange. And it's on YouTube. So no excuse not to. Yeah, it's a bit like the Robocop remake. Oh, sort of same concept. I never watched that one actually. Yeah, there's a movie called Shrek, and everybody loves him. He's an ogre. Uh, spoilers <laughs> for all the Shreks. Every one of the Shreks. <laughs> uh, the quadrilogy. Shrek. Uh, he lives in a swamp, and the donkey came to the swamp because the Lord Farquaad is trying to uh, make all the fairy tale creatures not cool. He doesn't like them or something. And then Shrek's like, I want to live in peace. And they're all like, no, you got to let us move in with you. And he's like, no, I'm going to tell Lord Farquaad to stop so that I can live in peace. And then it kickstarts an adventure where he saves a princess and uh, there's some familiar tropes and references to fairy tale disney properties and uh my plan was to watch it in 4k and i didn't because amazon fucking sucks in canada i guess and uh they allowed me to pre-order something that they didn't have stock of and so i was screwed even though i planned like months in advance (laughs) so if i had just ordered from the american amazon it would have taken longer to ship theoretically but like still would have gotten it in time you assholes anyway so i watched it in regular 1080p like a peasant what did you think of Shrek? Yeah, same. Mm, yeah, me too. They're all on the UK Netflix, so I, I just streamed Shrek one. Oh, very I was, nice. I gotta say, I'm impressed by how well Shrek has aged. I kind of went through all the movies a few years ago, and I don't remember Shrek standing out particularly, but on this rewatch, I was really paying attention to everything that's going on. Shrek one is a joy, man. It's there's a lot of cleverness in there, a lot of genuine humor, a lot of funny stuff, and. The, even the extra humor now of the the meme, just the meme. There's so much meme to Shrek and everything. I think particularly in the first movie, there's a lot of added extra meme humor that adds to... Like, it just makes it funnier overall. Mm-hmm. But just the spin on the Disney kind of tropey stuff you come to expect, but somehow managing to balance the comedy and also telling its own genuine fairy tale story that's pretty touching and does its own stuff. I think Shrek 1's really good overall. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Smash Ralph? Mouth. 
Smash Somebody! It's the most 2001 movie ever. Yeah, the meme is overpowering, but... Yeah. It embodies the time period perfectly. Yeah. And yeah. somehow doesn't age poorly. Yeah. Well, it is a good movie. It's just very... There's a lot of very funny... It's charming. ...parts in it. Yeah. It feels inspired. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's, it's a problem as the series goes on. It was... It was a unique idea, and it's kind of edgy going against the grain. <laughs> I don't quite see like this Disney. deterioration. I feel like that's part of the meme too. <laughs> I think they're all fine. Really? I think this first one is the best one, and and Shrek Two is really good. But yeah, there's mm -hmm. a lot of cleverness, like you said. Like it's a very clever concept. I think Shrek is a very likable character. He's a very yeah. likable character, as everyone is in it. Donkey and. And, like, you, you can't really, like, what you, you're making a movie with those characters. How bad can it be? That's why I think all of them are quite good. You know, maybe the jokes might be consistent, you know? But th this movie has very strong uh, parts and, and jokes in it. The, I think the part with the gingerbread man, where they're reciting <laughs> the whole muffin man, the, you know, do you know the muffin man? Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that's fucking hysterical. Like, it's yeah, great. Yeah, that's genuinely <laughs> Meme really or funny. not, like, it's very clever, <laughs> you know? <laughs> there's a lot to admire in it mm -hmm. you know that when i say like the meme is overpowering it's like the internet ruins everything you know it's, it's it's like annoying almost but the movie's really good it's strong it has strong jokes and, and yeah it holds up no one no one can take away from that like right no one like it's just good it's got good characters um what what'd you think of the characters adam like donkey and all of the side characters the characters there are a lot I mean, they, they're they all motivated to an extent. Yeah. They're all inspired by, like, other things, like Pinocchio. Yeah. They're, they're like, fun whatever. in a But there's actually, like, a clever sense. spin on them. Yeah, that make them... It's a parody, but it's also very funny. Like, it's not, like, obnoxious mm -hmm. or annoying. Yeah. Uh, whenever the gingerbread man is in the movie, I actually enjoyed his character. Like, he's in it just enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that could a be lot overkill. Of, you know, it's a great balance of characters and... Mm -hmm. Uh, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you're right. It's all about yeah. the, the spin. Like, uh, Shrek is an ugly ogre instead of being the handsome Prince mm -hmm. Charming. And instead yeah. of the noble steed, he's got a donkey and so on and so yeah. forth with the princess and Lord Farquaad being this tiny guy. It's, yeah, yeah. With the concept. There's a lot you can do and they do do it. It's got a bit more of an edge to it because of that concept than something yeah. like Pixar. So the jokes are more crass, with fart jokes, and, you know, kind of dumb humor, obviously aged references, it's like references to The Matrix, and Smash Mouth, <laughs> and that music, but it, it fits the movie, it, it makes the movie funny, it, it doesn't take itself seriously at all, you know, and, and that's why I enjoyed watching them, they're very light, mm -hmm. you know, like, there's nothing not to enjoy about them. <laughs> it's written in a way where the kids are entertained no matter what, but there's plenty for adults to delve into and get more out of lots of wordplay of course and yeah just lots of parodying of stuff you, you recognize like that whole setting of Duloc being this kind of parody of disneyland with the small world segment and everything <laughs> and i mentioned yeah. farquad his whole design apparently was intended to sort of be a a caricature of the the head of Disney at time at the oh, time yeah. the CEO because <laughs> they 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 were beefing yeah. and yeah he hated Disney and stuff like that is really funny to me and I think I think yeah. Lord Farquaad is is the funniest character in Shrek one he's to the me. best villain I think in my opinion yeah yeah the, the fairy I think godmother I and uh, Prince Charming are strong together they come not close. so much Prince Charming on his own um, but yeah yeah he's really funny 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. John Lithgow does a great performance for that. Yeah, absolutely. It's a big fuck you Disney movie. I mean, it literally opens mm-hmm. up with <laughs> him reading a fairy tale and wiping his ass with it. Being like, oh, what a lot of crap! <laughs> yeah. By the way, Alex, what do you think about the uh, usage of the Scottish accent in the film? I have two thoughts about it. Yeah. On one hand, I'm shocked by how reserved Mike Myers' performance is, considering the way he does the Scottish character in Austin Powers yeah, is so best, 150%. <laughs> he's like screaming everything. But a lot of Shrek's delivery is kind of downplayed and he whispers a lot of lines. He's got a soft voice. There's a tenderness there. Mm-hmm. I kind of like Absolutely. that he does that. Totally agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say that the accent ever ever pulled me out of the movie. I mean, it kind of fits in line with the, the meme of it all, but it seems like he genuinely cares about the character and he gives a shit about the performance and it came mm-hmm. through for me. The, the Scottish accent never bugged me. It, it adds a sort of warm nature to him. Did you know that not only did this premiere at Cannes Film Festival, but it was in official <laughs> competition, meaning it was eligible to win the Palme d'Or? It should well, yeah. Isn't that yeah, crazy? You forget about how biting this this would have been in 2001. Mm-hmm. Like We're so used to this kind of edgier meta reference humor. But th- this was big. This really cemented yeah. DreamWorks in the animation field as a competitor to to Pixar because they were up against Monsters, Inc. this year. And I think they won the Oscar over Monsters, Inc. And I think I actually prefer Shrek over Monsters, Inc., which mm-hmm. might be blasphemy, but wow. I think it's, it's smarter to me. Yeah. Yeah, it was up against They're very Monsters, different. Inc. And Jimmy Neutron they are, they Boy are Genius. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, Jimmy Neutron. Some... Right, that was and a the Final year. Fantasy movie too came out. Right. Yeah, Spirits Within. Right. <laughs> yeah, sure. It was also I, know, it, I it, haven't seen that one. It won Best Animated Feature, and it was also nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. Interesting, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, because it's based on a children's book. Apparently, did you, yeah. did you guys ever read it growing up? No, because uh, it was one of my go-to really? children's books. And no. I have this. Yeah, I no, I never used to read Shrek growing up. So I actually went to the cinema, like, as one of those, like, comic book nerds, like, this isn't like the book at all, <laughs> like, as a little kid <laughs> mm-hmm. watching hey! it. But, yeah, it's very different. It's obviously yeah, quite they adapt the character, to... right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, directed by Andrew Adamson and Vicky Jensen. So, mm. interesting. Man and a woman. Team. Hey, Vicky. It's great. Yeah, the um, the humor being, like, kind of edgy... It's really funny, just like, I, I think that almost comes out of DreamWorks being able to take a bit more risks, because mm-hmm. they weren't as like established. And also, their their mm-hmm. brand isn't really as much of a personality as like Disney, right? It's the whole reason why Disney yeah. needs to like, you know, they they created something like Touchstone Entertainment to sell their more mature films. And, you know, they keep all these different subsidiaries because the name Disney needs to stay clean. Um, like now they're kind of releasing like PG 13 films or whatever, but at the time it was really just a big kind of like image thing. Yeah. Whereas DreamWorks didn't really have that. And so they're able to (laughs) have some crude humor and get away with saying things like ass and damn, which is like, you know, it seems like really (laughs) not a big deal in the grand scheme of things, but like, I don't know, like for the time and given the fact that it is sort of marketing itself towards children, it's, it was pretty cool. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I could imagine like the uh, breath of fresh air that that must have given to 
a lot of parents who, you know, they take their kids to see movies and day after day, it's just some annoying thing that they can't even connect to it all in any way whatsoever. They take their kids mm-hmm. to see Shrek and all of a sudden it's like, oh, they're laughing at some parts too. Like there are some genuinely funny moments. So, uh, I'm sure, you know, uh, the original actor who's supposed to play Shrek, Chris Farley. Oh yeah. 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 He recorded most of his lines and then passed away. So they replaced yeah, him I watched Mike a Myers. clip of it. Yeah, um, earlier on YouTube, it's it's quite strange. It would have been quite a mm-hmm. different movie, I think. Sure. Because I think uh, Mike Myers, um, when he came onto the project, he he demanded that they rewrite the st- story, so it was his imprint instead of trying to live up to that performance that was already nearly oh, that's completed. Cool. So, yeah, mm-hmm. quite respectful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no idea what it would have been. Can only imagine. Also, yeah, I guess keep in mind that like Mike Myers was huge in the 2000s <laughs> like this was right around the same time as austin powers mm-hmm. too. this is like before his uh love guru downfall or whatever you want to call it that, yeah that's a funny thing about the shrek franchise is because you get into the 2010s by shrek forever after and all of a sudden yeah eddie murphy is your cameron diaz is they're not in the same place in their career so shrek oh, yeah. just <laughs> stopped kind of connecting yeah <laughs> yeah did you notice how like Farquad's logo kind of looks like the Facebook logo? It's obviously not intentional because Facebook <laughs> wasn't a thing when the movie came out. Yeah, <laughs> I always see it. It's just funny. this big blue F. <laughs> Whenever Farquad was on screen, I was just more distracted by how many dick jokes they shove into that character. And, oh like, yeah, his castle. They keep saying, "But <laughs> hey, what's he compensated for?" Yeah, <laughs> is that weird scene yeah. where like the mirror? He's like, "Hey, show me the princess." Pulls the sheets up and looks at his dick. <laughs> Yeah, pervy stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of broad humor and jokes and mm-hmm. parody. It's funny. It, it works for Shrek anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's about establishing a different brand than Pixar, and it and it was very different. Mm-hmm. Even though there's a lot of uh, jokes, even though there's a lot of crude humor, there are also some really great character moments. Like unironically too, you know, one of the most memorable parts of the movie yeah. for I think anybody that watches it is the. Uh, Ogres are like onions scene, you know, where it's like, okay, like this is, it's not only like a little bit funny, but it's also like a really nice way to explore their, the the characters dynamics and relationships. And, you know, one of them's like a little self-hating and the other one's a little optimistic and, you know, cares about him. It's, it's a nice way to like establish that or solidify that. And uh, yeah, it's just well-written. Yeah, yeah, and it's reinforcing the kind of theme of everyone, you know, not to judge, you know, uh, yeah, by the, you know, initial but, impressions. There's more going on underneath. You know, you know, most of the Shrek films kind of play around with that mm-hmm. idea to be true to yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the uh, the 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 morbid moment with uh, the three eggs that are left over after the bird explodes and it just like does this slow fade <laughs> into her cooking them on a rock. That's a, yeah, that's uh, very funny. I love that part. Yeah, like Disney they wouldn't do that in a Disney movie, but yeah. It's not even that, you know, they just they need to have breakfast, right? It's fucking three eggs. What are you gonna do? Yeah. There's lots of stuff like that. Like when yeah, Farquaad he just gets straight up eaten by the dragon at the yeah, end. They he didn't got really try to hide it. He's just bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lots of bore. Yeah, donkey and, and the dragon, like I, I don't know, being a couple. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> they're not only is there bore actually, with. but there's it's like so uh, funny, yeah. but inflation as well. Yeah. They're like inflating frogs and snakes. Oh and... yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that was fucking weird looking. I, as a kid, that kind of freaked me out. Yeah, some strange concepts in there. Yeah, not not as bad as uh, Wayne Knight Space Jam. Or the Jam bird that explodes though. when Fiona's like singing. Yeah, that whole sequence was kind of bizarre. So yeah. weird, but it stands out, and that's a good thing, you know. Yeah. The only thing I really don't like about this film is like, I feel like you can still have a story that doesn't involve the entire plot device, you know, hanging on the thread of just characters miscommunicating and like these, these like yeah. awfully convenient moments where it's just like, if they just said one more word in their sentence throughout that whole yeah. five minute conversation or whatever, then they would perfectly understand and there wouldn't be a mix up, but it's like, they're just mm-hmm. leaving out the exact words, but they don't know that that's what they're doing. And it's like, ah, it's like, I don't, I don't love yeah. that, but otherwise... I, I, mean, I totally agree. Yeah. Toward the end of the second yeah. act, like there was a lot of that before the, the big finale in the church. Yeah. Like There's so mm-hmm. much of like, miscommunication. Yeah. 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 It's just, um, you forgive it though because of the It's kind of frustrating. Comedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of convenience. And it's so right? brief. The pacing's so quick. Uh, it, it doesn't yeah. linger on anything. Very long. quick pacing. Every single one of these movies is like an hour and a half on the dot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like... P- pretty close only one of them feels it too to me with all the references i think it doesn't age as well as monsters inc something like that monsters inc i think holds up more they're both good i think that i don't know because like I, I think that shrek is more of a game changer in a way you know i think shrek mm-hmm. yeah it ha- has a bit more of like a uh an impact in terms of like the overall landscape of films that were was seen after more so than Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. is just another, you know. Monsters Inc. is great, but like it didn't start yeah, a revolution. Absolutely, bad DreamWorks uh-huh. movies or anything. Yeah, there was competition <laughs> in town, right? You put DreamWorks on the map. You're absolutely yeah. right. And and you know it's definitely the strongest I think out of this bunch of Shark Tale and other DreamWorks movies. I think How to Train Your Dragon's really good. Yeah, because the previous the previous CG movie they made was Ants that uh, Woody Allen. I don't like that movie. It's not good. I've never it's, seen it. It's, it has been a long time, but that I should have put that in my tra- childhood trauma video because <laughs> pretty intense stuff in that movie, talking about like adult edgy stuff. But mm. yeah, it wasn't until Shrek till they really managed to bring it home because they were still releasing their two D movies around this time as well, like El Dorado, but they just weren't making money. And mm-hmm. Shrek. Yeah. El Dorado, I like. I love Road to El Dorado in my memory. I haven't seen it in so long. Yeah, I, I like their two D work a lot, but general audiences didn't because they're dumb. People, are <laughs> yeah, stupid. It's, it's not cool CG epic. You know? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of the animation, it's like it mostly holds up. There's some parts where it could be a bit smoother, if that makes sense. Like the mm-hmm. the keyframes are a bit too yeah. noticeable. The it's kind of janky movement from one pose to the next and the computer interpreting mm-hmm. what's in between sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, textures could so. be a bit better, but honestly, like never at any point does it ruin the movie. It's just like slightly noticeable. Um, still looks really good. It doesn't. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not like the human characters in toy story one. And what's interesting is, yeah. is like <laughs> this movie was yeah. released in 2001 and toy story one was what? 97 or something. What year was that? Like, it's not that far off. Ninety-four. Toy Story that far back? Am I that stupid? Yeah, man. Damn it! It's ninety-five. Shit! I always think it's much later. Ninety-five. Never mind. Toy Story is ninety-five. So then, Toy Story Mm -hmm. two. 
That was 99. That was 99. Right? Okay. Yeah. All right. The timeline seems to make a bit more sense. It now. shows you how far <laughs> the technology went at that point. But yeah, there's like, I think Fiona looks really, yeah, the, the animation of Fiona is really good when she's just a human. Mm-hmm. You're totally right. Like the animation. Really good hair and fabric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And textures and stuff. Definitely. Yeah. And I think, I think it gets better with each movie, the animation. I the one. disagree, oh. but we'll get into that when, okay. uh, Sure. When we when we get it, oh. well, it's the lighting and the the storyboarding and the composition of everything in the first movie that holds up. Because you're right, it, it, I was really shocked by how great the movie still looks mm-hmm. from 2001. Because there is that that line in those early 2000 movies where they just suddenly started becoming so good that they're just not even aging anymore. I always mm. consider that around the sort of Wally time, where it's like we're just beyond now. But it is that awkward era. But even considering that the story and the comedy comes forward through it, and yeah, it's not distracting to me. It's, it's yeah. really not. It's really aged quite well, even despite like having like Matrix action sequences that go on for ages and stuff. It it does work. It fits in the tone. Yeah, definitely does. Yeah, lots of songs. It's a big playlist movie. And it kind of works, yeah. you know? And I saw her face. Yeah, and it's a really good ending song. And whatever, they're fucking yeah. singing and dancing yeah, at the end. And it's number. happy. And well, it's, it's like, like one of those few animated movies where I like the dance number at the end. Yeah, did Shrek kind of like popularize that or what? I think it might I think have. it did. I feel like that's it the popularized first big one. It, but I think Toy Story 2 was the first one that really set oh, did it they going. do that in Toy yeah, Story 2? Yeah, that penguin singing yeah. at the end. Yeah, yeah. Who was singing? And every animated movie started copying it. That penguin, um, penguin in Toy Story uh, Two, it we Weezy or something, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Weezy. I don't remember what song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to say that's the the one that sort of got that trend going. But sh- I think Shrek popularized it in a way that mm-hmm. made it an obnoxious trend. Yeah, it's like such a staple of bad animated films now. Yeah. Very contagious energy at the end. Especially. Again, the meme, the internet ruining it. The, you know, re-uploading Shrek, like, on YouTube with the oh, Shrek theme. And, you know, like, that, that, like, ruined it. I, I played the whole movie in Beat Saber. Somebody mapped it. Yeah, 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 I yeah that's that. right. You I can do that. that. I think I, I think I tried doing that, but I wanted to, like, five minutes in, I wanted to stop. I'm like, why oh, am I doing this? Oh, it was very myself? difficult. Yeah, some endurance. I, I, I was proud that I was endurance. able to do it. It actually got really hard right at the end, like an hour and a half into it. It's like, I believe, I believe, I believe. It was like, whoa, this fat shit coming <laughs> yeah, out of nowhere. Like, it's like, too far. I almost goofed yeah. up at the end. That was terrifying. But... At the very end. Oh, yeah, it would have sucked. Yeah. And that was definitely there just to piss you off, but I made it. On my first try. Very proud of myself. <laughs> Fuck. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, awesome, awesome movie. And uh, I guess let's yeah. start talking about Shrank 2. What would we give Shrank 1 out of 10? What would we give it? Four out of five. I'm with you, man. Four out of five. Really solid, funny stuff. All right. I'm going to get so much hate. I'm giving it a seven out of ten. Great movie. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I gave the second one that, but I changed it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Shrank. Sh- 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 <laughs> Shrank 2. Shrek 2. Who wants to describe the film? You better you better make yourself known right now because the other person has to describe the plot of Shrek 3. <laughs> I'll do three. You want to do it? Okay, I, I can do two. Yeah. I'll do two if you want. <laughs> so Shrek 2 is the 2004 sequel follow-up, if you didn't guess by the name, um, that follows the continued antics of Shrek. This time it's sort of 
zoning in on Fiona's parents and Shrek's uh, conflict with the 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 royal family. So it's kind of Shrek going out of his comfort zone yet again, trying to learn what he needs to give up in order in order to blend in with this uh, wacky family and uh, antics ensue involving a fairy godmother and trying to get other people married to Fiona and yeah it's a uh, I don't know this it's kind of the debate is Shrek 2 better than Shrek 1 and in this rewatch <laughs> I, I, I might yeah I might be leaning towards Shrek 2 being slightly better I think it has more going on I think it's uh it has more characters more memorable moments I think the, jo- the joke writing is actually better too overall um, mm. But I do have to give props to that first movie for kind of coming up with the formula and the creativity of that. <laughs> it's a strong sequel, for sure. Mm-hmm. Very strong sequel. Almost Lots too good. good like it almost it doesn't have the right to be as good as it is, considering like overall <laughs> what the Shrek movies are. Considering like, it's like, Shrek 2. Like, even Shrek yeah. isn't... Like, even Shrek doesn't deserve to be as good as it is, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, Shrek exactly. 2 is so like they, a The fact sequel. they managed to do it again. Yeah, they did it again, right? Yeah. It's the same concept, you know, heightened the the parody of fairy the fairy godmother and the whole um Hollywood kind of parody. I guess that's what it is, right? It's like a Starbucks yeah, yeah. coffee. It's like a parody. Oh, of yeah, that. There's a bunch yeah, of it's like far, far away mm-hmm. instead of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just perfect. It's very funny. Where do you take it next? Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's. I don't know. It's great sequel i don't know what else to say <laughs> i would say that the jokes are really really strong in this movie there were maybe even more than the first film parts that i uh that i actually laughed you know there are some genuinely funny parts lots of great little you know tiny references or details like at the beginning the uh big bad wolf is eating like pork rinds you know it's just kind of like, like a subtle <laughs> sort of thing and yeah yeah not not every joke landed I would say overall the jokes were no. better. The most aged joke one was the uh, ugly stepsister bit where ugly yes, was just yeah. masculine traits and that was it. And there was nothing else, mm-hmm. you know, there was nothing ugly about her other than having some masculine traits. And I was like, ah, that's maybe, yeah, that's, that feels pretty early 2000s, I guess. You know, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't this confident about where it stood in my ranking until, I guess, just watching them back to back recently. But yeah, I don't feel like this one is as strong as the first film for me, despite me loving a lot of the humor. Mm. I just feel like structure wise and character wise, it do- it doesn't work as well. I like I like Farquaad a lot more than I like uh, Prince Charming and what's her name? I don't remember. Fairy Godmother. Oh yeah, yeah Fairy Godmother. Yeah. <laughs> The th- the stained glass above her door in one scene says FGM. <laughs> That's how I remember. Uh, for those of you, I, I'm not even going to explain that one. Don't look it up. Anyway. Okay. I don't think that uh, Puss in Boots is a great character. I know a lot of people love Puss in Boots. I know I, you know, really? it would be expected if I did because I guess I'm a furry or something. Statement. I don't know, but I don't think he's a great character. <laughs> It, it, I, really don't. I, I think Puss in Boots is really good in this. And a good thing yeah, about him is he's, he's not hilarious. he's not overused either. He's in the movie just enough to where you like him. I guess because they knew they, they wanted audiences to like him so they could make a ton of movies with him. 
And yeah. they did. They made Puss in Boots the movie, which I guess we'll talk about. But I think he's funny in this. The, his stare yeah. is a good joke. The cops parody is probably my favorite part of the movie. Like that whole sequence <laughs> yeah. is really funny. That shit that, that's that's been, yeah. fucking hysterical. That whole yeah, thing. yeah. That has <laughs> been, like, shouting so police much. brutality. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's fucking. That's awesome. It's so funny. And that's no mind catnip. Again, the, the humor is much more out there than a, a Disney film would be. But I think it, it, it is funny. Like I, I wouldn't take it that seriously. I'm just not into the Puss in Boots jokes, mostly. Because most of them are just like, oh, he's a cat. And it's like, yeah, Hysteric. he is a cat. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, the, the jokes are, are less surprising and more just expectations. And I was never a big fan of the, like, oh, his eyes are so cute. And that's like a replacement for a joke. Which is why I, I'll, I also don't like How to Train Your Dragon, is because the whole movie is just that. It's like, oh, the dragon acts like a dog. He's so cute. Like, that's the whole fucking movie, and it's really annoying. So, yeah, I don't know. Okay. That's, uh, Damn. It, Puss in Boots just reminds me too much of that, like, lazy writing. It's just, it feels lazy to me. Antonio Banderas, I think he's good. He, there, there's nothing wrong with him, but I don't know. His performance combined with the fun the animators are clearly having with that character. Mm-hmm. That much is clear, yeah. They needed a new character, right? It's, did they, though? I think they did. I think they did. I think they went out there like, yeah, let's make a new character. And the one they came up with was fucking great. So you said you didn't enjoy the structure as much in the second one, but I think it's the structure of the second one that makes me prefer it. There's a lot more going on to me. The The dynamic between the family combined with him, he like hires Puss in Boots, as an assassin and at the same time there's the reveal like hidden till later on about the king actually being the frog prince which is such a funny concept to me like doubling down on the fairy tale motif and Mm. just exploring every possible joke they can that you think they exhausted in the first movie but I I just feel like the dynamics way more enjoyable and especially the way it comes together at the end I much prefer the climax of Shrek 2 Feels mm-hmm. much more elaborate, grander scale. Things wrap up wrap up really quickly in Trek One. Um, yeah, the action of that movie. Um, I kind of it's, it's more isolated to that dragon set piece in my yeah. mind. Whereas Trek Two, it's kind of flows better to me. Comes together. At the yeah, end they did in a kind of much more satisfying mm-hmm. way. They did kind of rearrange where I guess the equivalent moments would be. You know, the dragon scene in the first one does feel familiar to the uh climax of the second film like it does it it is a Mm -hmm. more memorable climax i'll give you that for sure but in terms of like the structure of the whole second film it's like i feel like because there's so much going on like yeah there's there's a lot of great set pieces for the jokes for sure and i love that family dinner scene that's like one of the funniest things yeah but i just feel like in terms of like a story if i'm imagining what each of the motivations are for the characters and why everyone's doing a certain thing, why every why anyone's in one place at one moment. I just feel like that's it's much less strongly communicated or or it feels less strong than the first fi- film, you know? If I'm trying to mm-hmm. like retrace the plot, it just doesn't feel like as strong of like a thread to me. I don't know. Yeah, it's fairly similar sort of character beats for Shrek and well mostly Shrek to be honest. Yeah. He's it's about him discovering himself, trying to trying to sacrifice something for Fiona in the same way she sacrificed for him sort of thing. Yeah. And, it, and it involves like body swapping coming in. And to me, that's, that's one of the things I like least is just when body swapping kind of tropes start coming yeah. in. And it, mm. But again, it, it's so quick. It, it, it just comes and goes in this movie. It's just <laughs> like fire. It just burns so quick. I mean, yeah. 
it's not what I'm focusing on with the movie. It's the jokes. I always think about the sequence where they pretend to be like union guys that come in to mm-hmm. check on the, mm-hmm. the facility making the potions and that whole sequence. There's a lot of just great humor in the movie. That, and to me, that is what carries the franchise, or the you know at least the first half of the franchise, is that comedic writing. I can forgive a lot of dumb shit about the you know the basic romance stuff that's going on. Just that humor and the cleverness and the way they're able to spin these concepts, these fairy tale trite stories, and spin them in ways that are funny. You mm-hmm. know? It's mostly about kind the gags. Reference pop culture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm laughing pretty regularly in Shrek one and two, especially two. Sure. Yeah. Him wearing ladies' underwear, Pinocchio, <laughs> like that—that's that was funny. Mm. And the the references to movies, I feel, is a bit more subtle than in the first one. I mean, it's it's clearly really obvious what they're going for, but again, they're so quick with it, mm-hmm. and like they they sneak them into sort of montages, like at the beginning with the Lord of the Rings reference, the Spider-Man well, yeah. kiss, kind of obvious imagery. That seems like Mission Impossible. Um, yeah, Mission Impossible. Oh yeah, yeah. Is this the one with Mission Impossible? Was that was that three? No, it was in two. What two? Yeah, it's okay. in two. Yeah, I, I got him confused also, but I double checked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, like, you're but, right. But there's so many gags. Yeah, and you know, I think all of them have their moments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, more yeah. great music. Yeah, more great music yeah. for sure. A very very suitable playlist. Yeah, we, we didn't mention the the original score. Um, oh yeah, great score. Yeah, what do you think of it? Yeah, Love yeah. It. I think it's almost underused. Yeah, I wouldn't even. Yeah, I don't know. Memorable. I think it was used just the right amount because yeah. it's memorable for sure. Like it doesn't like leave mm. your mm. head or anything. Like it's not like you didn't know it was there. It's a very strong composition. Yeah. It's got like a few yeah. different kind of like renditions in a way, like in the in terms of how they mm-hmm. use it. But yeah, it's like I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a very strong main theme. Yeah, in the first movie, they do like an accordion version in that Robin Hood fight. Yeah. It's really, really fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess it just annoys me when they, with the soundtrack that does just play like the radio every now and again, if there's a song that doesn't click, and I just think, oh, yeah. this, the original score is so good, I wish they knew that, that they had the option to lean <laughs> right. into that sometimes. Th- those are kind of the dated parts. <laughs> Smash yeah, mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it works <laughs> so well. It's like, it a, it's as well. much a part of the movie as the it, actual It is funny, stories. yeah, absolutely. Just, but it, that's my nostalgia too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get stop coming and they won't stop And it's coming. also a fucking great song. There's a reason why this, that song is memed to shit. It's like one of the catchiest things ever made. It's like no one's gotten sick of that somehow. Uh, yeah, it's iconic. Yeah. Definitely. It's one of the best songs um, ever. Is, is that all? I guess I, I really have nothing else to say about Shrek 2. It's got strong jokes. It's a funny movie. Improved animation for sure. I would say a dramatic improvement. Yeah, it's immediately recognizable. Okay, yeah. well, yeah. The, the individual hairs and polygons Slater. and textures and mm-hmm. keyframes are much smoother. But yeah, gigantic leap in the animation, in my opinion. Very noticeable. I, I like Fiona's parents. Mm-hmm. John Cleese. I like the reveal that he's a frog. Oh, yeah, the, the voice actors. Um, Jennifer yeah. Saunders is Fairy mm-hmm. Godmother. I, th- I think she's yeah. really good in Shark Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was good. I just don't... She doesn't strike me the same way that Farquaad did. And Prince Charming She's is not like as one of the most boring Farquaad. characters ever. I hate Prince Charming. Uh-huh. I really don't like that character at all. But yeah, she has her I moments. think he's only okay in Shrek 2. 
He's only okay in Shrek 2 yeah. because of just the way he relates to the story. Yeah. He's strong he's with the fairy godmother. In the third one, they kind of put yeah. him off on his own. And that's that might be one of the weakest parts mm. of it. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. Yeah. I've said pretty much all I need to say about this. Uh, I liked the alien reference. That was hilarious. That was my favorite Puss in Boots moment. Yeah, that was funny. Fucking chest burst. <laughs> yeah, see, that's a Puss in Boots moment. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't because of his character. That was like He's a... got his Indiana Jones <laughs> reference as well with his hat. I don't even like that Puss Indiana Puss Jones great. reference because it's the boat. Everybody's uh, done it a billion times. <laughs> you know? Uh, it makes sense in Shrek, though. It's the Aww. one time. Yeah. Don't eat our Puss in Boots. I, I don't understand Aww. why I like Puss in Boots as much as I do because it is. I don't know. It should be like the joke that annoys me the most. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not even like a cat person or anything, but something about Puss in Boots just because it's cute and it has with... big eyes. And it's no, it's more than that. The way they use him in the funny, like the first time he comes in and whips his sword out, and Donkey's like, he screams, he's got a piece. Like, there's there's some funny yeah. shit in he this. He fucks Shrek up. He like kicks the shit out of Shrek. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know because like there, there's, I think there's a bit of a difference between like how you use a character versus like what the character is you know like the ways he's used isn't terrible in this film i guess like the core attributes of the character it's just like okay it's just antonio banderas and he's basically zorro or whatever and there's spanish guitar that plays whenever he's on screen and what is there more to him other than that he's just he's he's like a i can do anything magical you know backflip whatever kitty and he does the manipulative cute eyes and then that's it i don't know <laughs> i mean yeah i don't know if he's supposed to be deep particularly he's just sort of a throwaway you know he's handy in scenes where they need like something acrobatic who can climb sure. and stuff like that I, I don't think that he was he needs to be deep either i just don't i don't feel strongly about him in terms of i don't i don't find any of the moments that funny when they're relating to like just him I find that overall he's a useless character. Doesn't really add much <laughs> okay. to the film. But that's fine if we disagree. I know that everybody in the comments section will disagree, so that's fine. And I'm giving this movie a six out of ten. I'll Damn. go four out of five again. Just like Shrek yeah. One. I don't, I'm almost a nine on Shrek two. I find it that enjoyable. But I'm gonna settle on a four. Yeah, I don't know what it is about this. Don't one, let man. us hold you back. I was laughing back. so consistently. You want to give it a nine? No, but it's not. Fucking go for I it. I don't. The thing is, I, my gut <laughs> tells me to give it a nine, but then I think about like the Hawaii Five O trumpet. You know, just some some of the, some of the references that don't <laughs> click with me. You know, that it's just it's just going. It's, the, it's that DreamWorks that I don't want to see. Just just mm -hmm. just the early stages of that DreamWorks that I don't like coming in. That, uh, <laughs> We're about to see in full force with the sequel, but yeah, full yeah. star. Yeah. Okay, sick. All right, Ralph, uh, you ready to describe the the plot of Shrek the Third? Shrek the it's Third. Your turn. <laughs> well, Shrek's looking for an heir because he doesn't want to be king. Uh, Fiona's father passed away, the frog yeah. guy. Um, so he looks for King Arthur, and King Arthur's like a kid who's like insecure, whatever bullied at school or something i don't even know it's boring <laughs> it's very boring plot i don't like the character of king arthur um it, it there's still some gags in there i think are strong oh the, the character of shrek is still funny well yeah like when he throws the bottle at the boat and it sinks that's oh. like toward the okay. beginning i, I think that's a funny that. gag yeah uh yeah the characters are still good like i still like donkey 
Shrek and Fiona and Jinji and uh, Puss in Boots is there again. Mm-hmm. It's mainly King Arthur. I found like a kind of a an annoying addition, and like the whole he theme horrendous. of the movie, like yeah, well, like oh, his dude. whole point, like you know, be yourself or whatever, stand up to. I don't even know what he was trying to say, but it's too forced, you know, like it wasn't subtle. It was just like force feeding you the message at the end of the movie and that stuff I didn't enjoy because it, it, it takes itself a bit too seriously. Um, I prefer when it was just dumb gags <laughs> or yeah. if there's a little more heart to it and I don't know, the movie, it just felt too forced. There's still moments in there I thought were funny, like I mentioned in um, the his dream sequence with the babies. <laughs> the da da mm-hmm. like that was kind of disturbing and funny that's it though you know i, I don't hate the movie i don't mm-hmm. i don't think it's it's kind of reviled i, I, and hate, I think I that's a meme movie. i genuinely hate the movie <laughs> i think it's bad yeah it's not yeah it's not good for sure <laughs> I, I didn't laugh a single time i wish i could have <laughs> i laughed at it i think a couple of times but the way you introduce puss in boots by saying yeah and puss in boots is back it's kind of the way i feel about like the whole movie for the whole cast yeah the shrek cast exactly. is back they're there because they have to be there and they've got to make another one mm-hmm. that feels like they're, yeah. they're, they're trying to capture what one and two were going for and just missing the mark completely it, it felt like it was made by people who didn't work on the first two films Sure. It feels like the crew of Madagascar trying to make Shrek. It felt it felt like yeah. three four three trying to make Halo. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. yeah, I can see why you thought that that was something that should be there. I can see why you thought mm-hmm. that this was a core element of why this was successful, but this is wrong. <laughs> the scenes with like the princesses when they were captured, Fiona and her mom, like that was unnecessary, not funny. Oh my so, like, god! Dumb gags. <laughs> Yeah, like it's like over explaining the cleverness from yeah. the first two movies of what they were doing with the princess characters. I think the highest uh, critical score on uh, Metacritic was like, I don't know, it was like 80 or something from one reviewer. And if you look on like the IMDb version of the Metacritic scores, it shows the little blurb instead of the whole review. And the blurb was like, I loved the girl boss sequence or like the girl boss team. And that was like the whole thing. I was like, wow. Yeah. It's like some fucking uh, that moron. Yeah. Is that what that was? Is that why that was there? Like, I don't fucking He's know. He's got some kind of issue. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a good this scene. Is, this is a political it's, movie. It's unnecessary. Okay. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even notice. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. I didn't even notice King Arthur was played by Justin Timberlake until the end credits. Uh-huh. I was like, holy oh, didn't shit. You? Yeah. Because, like, it was just so bad, yeah. and yeah. I don't know how... Like, Another, like, social network reference. Yeah. Uh, Lord Falkhorn. I don't think Justin Timberlake's a great actor, but most of the movies I've seen him in have been, like, not bad. Like, he's usually... Not usually, but in the ones I've seen him in, he's, like, worked with some good directors. Yeah. I just avoid the ones where he doesn't, I guess. But I guess I watched Th- Shrek the Third, and I was forced to listen to the most annoying voice acting somehow. Did he sing in the movie? I don't, I don't even, even think remember. so, no. He should have. Yeah, he should have sang yeah, all Justin his lines. Timberlake and he's not going to sing. Like <laughs> that's that's kind of a letdown, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Every every single thing <laughs> in this saying. fucking movie felt so unjustified and undeserved. Yeah. Every single plot beat, every single moment, every single joke, you know. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. nothing felt genuine. Nothing felt like at any given point in the movie 
you could ask like, okay, why is this character doing this? And it would always, you'd have to think about it. There wouldn't be like mm-hmm. an obvious answer. You'd be like, oh, because, oh yeah, they're doing, like, I don't know if that was your experience. Maybe I was just so bored out of my fucking mind. Yeah, that I just wasn't absolutely. paying attention properly. Yeah, but... I had a lot of that. Yeah. It's yeah. not as good as the first two, for sure. Yeah. It's not as clear at all. No. The writing, the comedic writing is just so bad in comparison. Right. It is bad. There's a lot of reliance on sort of random XD kind of humor, like uh-huh. donkeys <laughs> screaming about like Worcestershire sauce and how it's spicy. Shrek saying like, you made a funny weird dialogue and stuff like that that has aged it and it it just doesn't fit. Because before, like even when Donkey is being random XD and singing songs... At least the songs related to his mood or emotion or something like that. It was it was relevant in some way, but here, half the stuff they're saying is just trying to just be subversive for subversive sake. It's it's got like no goals. Like I was thinking about the movies, kind of stops parodying fairy tales for a big chunk of it, and it just becomes parodying like American high school in like a <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was annoying. Shit, becomes like the awful really annoying, bad. It's like yeah. Dungeons and Dragons nerds or whatever. Yeah, I don't get what Always. they were trying to do with that because every Shrek movie has, and this is including Forever After to me, has a clear kind of visual palette of locations and memorable sequences. Three really doesn't have that to me. The whole climax sucks, that school section sucks, the stuff with the princesses all sucks. There's nothing really of note about the movie. Oh, the Merlin stuff? I can't stand that character. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's that? bringing yeah, back a... Um, um, the Merlin guy, the wizard guy. Um, oh yeah, the... was that Eric Idle? Just or another the... random thing going on. Uh, Prince Charming. Yeah, the his bringing another Monty Python member in. Yeah, and yeah. totally misusing him. Um, it was just boring. It's so unmemorable. And like, yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand half the shit that was going on because it didn't communicate it very well, and I just didn't care. And there's so many movies where it's like. If I'm a little bit confused about something, let's say we're watching a film for the podcast, like Shrek or whatever, sometimes sometimes if I feel like I've missed something, maybe I'll like take a little visit to the Wikipedia and go to the plot summary and make mm-hmm. sure I don't spoil anything ahead of it and just be like, oh, okay, just making that clear. Okay, yeah, this is the character mode. Okay, whatever. I didn't even feel like doing that with this movie because I was just, just like... It's too much effort. <laughs> you know? like, I, can't, I can't even. I can't even go to the Wikipedia yeah. page. Like, what is this yeah, nonsense? Is shit. I really just. It's so annoying. There's emotional beats in this movie. I don't think are as strong as the first two. What emotional like, beats? Fiona's mom or, or Fiona's dad dies. I guess yeah. early in the movie, the frog. I, that scene was. It felt almost like it was supposed to be funny, but it also wasn't. It also was supposed to be kind of sad. It's just like, yeah, what is this? Very like, conflicting. Yeah, and they played Live and Let Die, that weird cover. Yeah, uh-huh. Live and Let Die. And then, you know, in the fourth movie, there's a flashback and he's just back. Like, we, you know, if you needed oh, the yeah. character again, why did you even kill him? Like, it's just dumb. And, and you know, I like that character. You the the Live and Let him. Die sequence feels like something that could have worked at a different point in the movie. And if they didn't, like, treat his death like a whole big fucking joke, right? So, like, you have this mm-hmm. montage right. of, like, pretty good music, too. Like, Live and Let, Live and Let Die, it's like, it's not a bad song at all. Like, there, there's some emotional resonance yeah, to that. Sure. And you have, like, each of these shots of all these characters, Shrek, family of, of the dead, Fiona, whatever, they all do this, like, single tear turn away from the camera, sad, and it's like... Okay, there's something there, but it doesn't work when literally just fucking a 
30 seconds ago, you had the dad character, like, pretend to die and then be back and then pretend to die again. It's like, eh, huh, gotcha. Oh, I'm not really dead, but now I am. And it's like, okay, you're treating the whole thing like a fucking joke. Like, this doesn't matter. And then you're implying that there is some emotional resonance to this? Like, which is it? It's so conflicting. You didn't think about this shit. You just threw it together. It's just nonsense. It doesn't feel justified or earned. That felt like they were softening the blow. Like, they were softening the blow of that death for kids. Like, oh, the, the audience of the, for this movie wouldn't be able to, like, handle the frog's death, so they have to, like, throw a they dumb don't joke do the sad there. funeral shots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then yeah, it's, if it's, it's a like, joke, it's it a just joke. makes that whole sequence kind of like a cringe moment because yeah. you're not. Is it supposed to be funny or am I supposed to be really sad that this character's dead? Because, like, the movie doesn't even know. I, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, exactly. Too many conflicting it, it is ideas. Kind of a mess. Yeah. And tones. Some, some funny gags in there still, but. You said in Shrek 1 that the um, the kind of drama where they inevitably have to lie and miscommunicate annoyed you in that movie. Yeah. How, how did it make you feel in this one, where there's that whole beat where Shrek, he, he lies to Justin Timberlake's character in front of, like, guards to protect him. Mm. So Justin Timberlake thinks he's been betrayed, but then later Donkey and Puss explain that he was lying to protect him, and so then he forgives <laughs> that him. Was, the whole, that was like, father-son <laughs> thing they were trying to get across with that totally misses, in my opinion. Completely. It doesn't work so at all. So lazy. And also remember that, like, the whole, like, isn't this whole movie supposed to be also, like, Shrek coming to terms with the baby thing? Like, should I be a dad? And it's like, how much of that is really, in? is, like, is that what they're trying to do with the king arthur character even though he's, he's not the race ahead of shrek movies <laughs> sure yeah it's just it doesn't uh it doesn't fit it just none of the ideas gel together they don't they don't feel like logical conclusions from one to the next it just feels like <laughs> half of the scenes in the movie most of the scenes in the movie could have been placed into the film at different points and you could have taken scenes from three quarters through the movie and put them near the beginning and it wouldn't have felt any different because mm-hmm. nothing flows. It feels straight to DVD quality to me. It, there's such a huge jump downwards. It feels straight to the to garbage. The yeah, straight <laughs> to the garbage. It's, it's pretty bad. It's, it, it does match Madagascar 1 in, at times in terms of like how bad it, it, it gets. Right. The writing. The writing's just lazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the bare minimum of like, oh, it's just a family movie. Who cares? Shrek 3. Yeah, it's there's the dream sequence with the babies and that's like so obvious that the dream sequence is going to happen when it's like okay, if you're like 4 years old, you don't know it's a dream sequence already. So so it's like okay, this movie is just exclusively for children now even though the other ones weren't. And then the dream sequence yeah. happens and it's like okay, some of this is correlating with his internal fears of like having children. It's like oh no, the kids are ruining everything and so much responsibility. And then they just do go one step further. They're like why don't we just why don't we put this in it even though it doesn't work and it's like oh he's graduating and he's naked in front of the baby's neck like why was that at the end that has nothing to do with any of his like internal fears why is that there yeah that's is that a, right. a is gag he afraid of high school but yeah like it doesn't <laughs> fit at all like it's just yeah why the fuck was that it wasn't funny <laughs> who decided to put that that you could have ended the sequence earlier it would have worked better yeah. And Shrek comes across as more of a dick in Shrek Three. In the first two, yeah. he's you know he's he's alone or he wants to be by himself, but they they get across why he's that way, and he starts to like shift as he goes along. 
in three, he's like so selfish, and I, I mean, it is the point of his arc, but it, it just comes across like, who is this guy anymore? It doesn't seem like the same character yeah. from the first two movies. He's sinking so low, like he goes on this whole adventure just to obfuscate this like responsibility mm-hmm. and get this like random being a father, right? And being yeah, and there's there's a way to it's do kind a story of a like that. Crisis story, but yeah, The Incredibles did that better than this movie did. Yeah, I, f- I feel like if you want that father-son kind of dynamic in an animated movie, Disney actually did it better with Treasure Planet. They actually yeah. nailed that exact thing. Sure. But not here. The Incredibles, Treasure Planet. Yeah, there's better examples. Like, the emotional moments don't work. I think Shrek is better with the jokes. and The, the jokes in here, there are a few good ones, but it's a lot of misses and... There's mostly a messy story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if if I gave it a rating, it would be lower. It's like they focused on the jokes and the jokes only, and f- the jokes yeah. not only weren't good, but they conflicted and interfered with any potential emotional moments that the film could have. So you have like mm-hmm. uh, Shrek and Fiona. Shrek's going away on the boat or whatever. Fiona at that particular moment decides to say that she's pregnant or whatever. And the reason why they're so far away when that happens is for the excuse of having that joke where it's like, she almost says it. And then the horn on the ship and it's like, or whatever. And it's like, Oh, we're going to do that a few times. Like that's explicitly why that conversation was there. But just imagine like any alternative to that. Imagine, imagine if she told him in a way where they weren't, you know, just, going far away from each other and that was like th- just a moment where he pretended he was okay with it mm-hmm. and she didn't even notice like there's no there's nothing emotional about that or important or purposeful but like just if they were if they were communicating with each other closely and he was actually forced to say something about it to her or you know if him pretending he was okay with it was like noticeable to her or there was some co- sort of conflict just like yeah. there's so much you could get out of that in writing there's so much you could explore and do with that, but because they wanted that dumb joke there that's not even funny, they decided that the joke was more important, and they were just going to have that interaction be as surface level and simple as possible without exploring anything. It's like, sure, this doesn't need to be like a fucking like Charlie Kaufman script or anything, obviously, but like you, <laughs> you can take these moments of opportunity when they're practically feeding themselves to you as a writer and being like oh here's a little moment where we can just you know explore a little bit about these characters and their dynamic and their relationship and their wants their fears their goals like anything and they didn't do it it's so frustrating it's just such a waste you joke but Kaufman's actually written on a a DreamWorks project before yeah one of the good ones (laughs) yeah the the best one yeah yeah I don't know It really highlights to me how important the villain character is in these Shrek movies, because Prince Charming does not cut it. He's the worst. (laughs) I forgot. When you think about it, in Shrek 1 and 2, a a very large chunk of those movies is dedicated to the villains and their plight. And so much of the entertainment comes from the gags that the villains bring forward. Yeah. And Prince Charming, mm -hmm. his gimmick is so one note, and it's fully explored in the second movie anyway. There's nothing more to do with him. They yeah, try yeah. to make it vary by having him kind of team up with every single villain character they can think of, but it almost feels like overcompensating. You don't get any real moments from it because he's just such a forgettable villain. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre because the implication is that he was such a strong character by himself in the second film that they just had to have <laughs> yeah. him back, right? That's the impl- Like, there was a mm-hmm. new villain in every film except Trek the Third, pretty much. 
you know, it's the main villain. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, well, this yeah, wasn't even the whole... strongest villain of any of the other he movies. Goes to the, he goes to the bar or the saloon and finds all those other villains. Yeah, like, but he's but... like... <laughs> That's Do you remember like that story element where... I'd, I'd totally forgotten about it because it is a throwaway thing in the film, but Rapunzel kind of betrays Fiona's gang and is like revealed to be working with Prince Charming. I don't fucking Something remember. there. Like, but like, the, yeah, exactly. That is like a story beat you could imagine if integrated into a story properly could mm-hmm. actually be a moment, a twist, a reveal yeah. or something. But yeah, it exactly. just comes out of nowhere in the movie and it means nothing as a result. <laughs> and just forget yeah. it. Yeah. Did you like the gag with um, the Headless Horseman where he said, I always just wanted to play the flute? I thought that was fun. I don't even fucking know. That's I like didn't even know it was there. I didn't pay attention to have it. I, it, he was just, you know, standing there and he popped up. He's like, I always wanted to play the flute. That's what they're, I mean. The dumb gags are still there. They're, yeah, they're, they're, still they're there, but they're so much less justified. Like, they yeah. just, it, it, half of them that appear in the movie feel like they just, like, they had, like, a gag written on, like, a dart. And they they just threw it at the storyboard <laughs> panels and then just placed it wherever yeah. it landed. Like... Yeah, it feels like uh, leftover gags from Shrek 2 yeah. or something that didn't make it in. <laughs> if he gives me any trouble, I'll, I'll give him persuasion and reason. Here's here's persuasion and here's reason, like lifts up his fist. Like, why does that matter right now? It doesn't come, it didn't come from anywhere. It's literally just like, it's not even yeah. a good joke. <laughs> yeah, what about that weird line where Fiona's mum is like headbutting walls and she's like, oh, yeah. you didn't think you got your fighting skills from your father, do you? It's like, well, I don't know if that's like how it even works at all. <laughs> None of it was funny. Just dumb. Uh, this was actually a yeah. uh, plus one to the films that I uh, eventually. Uh, switched over to descri- described video for the visually impaired it was about an hour <laughs> really? through the film that exists for this yeah <laughs> well it's a shrek it, you know any big movie usually has that on the blu-ray and it was like a big combo pack or whatever. yeah but i wasn't because this is kind of an old movie i guess it isn't that old but i guess it, it was past the time yeah the it had the musical yeah. thing in it and that was 2013 so the blu-ray release was sometime yeah. after that interesting so, so how was that it made it funnier. the The narrator kept calling Puss Poos every time he was he was, he was Poos instead, and so it was really good. It's just, uh, it's just over poos. descriptive, like. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. Anytime there's an action, there's a narrator describing it for blind people, basically, and that made the movie a bit better. But it was still absolute cancer. It was still the worst fucking piece of garbage. I hate. I hate it so much. Might be the worst Shrek movie. Easily for me. Easily, easily the worst. The worst it, it is the yeah. it is the worst Shrek movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't care about anything. Nothing mattered. Uh, the animation was worse. This is what I was going to get to because uh, I <laughs> I don't believe the animation got better in this film, even though it was later in time. No, I don't the, think so uh, either. There there was much more <laughs> this stiffness is the worst to it. Animated one. Because like when yeah. when you're doing computer animation, I meant more Shrek forever you're... after when I said that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That one looks good. <laughs> this one, no. This one looks when you're, bad. Yes. When you're doing cu- computer animation, it's not just like textures and polygons. You know, it's like there's motions of like from one place to another, and then depending on how much you're leaving up to the computer to fill in the gaps in between, it was so much more noticeable in this film than Shrek Two. This felt closer to Shrek One yeah. in terms of like the stiffness of the character movement. I was like, how did you downgrade that? It was so weird. I think it was just less creative overall, fucking... just in the presentation. Yeah, it must just had shit direction, I guess. Yeah. Whoever worked on it must not have cared, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, this was the... I watched Shrek 1 and 2 as a kid, 
but I was a bit too old for Shrek the Third, so I've always, I've always had a distaste for this movie. Um, no nostalgia to help, and it is a drag. It, it's, it's really boring. Shrek the Third. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you if I tried watching this when I was younger. It's one of those things that I don't even know if I watched because it's so boring. I, yeah, I remember the first time I saw it and just thinking it sucked. I, I thought it was fine when I first saw it. Yeah, like, again, it has dumb jokes in it, but the story didn't stick with me, and I thought King Arthur was annoying. Very, Do, do we, we want to give ratings, mm-hmm. of rating of this? Because I'd probably, I'm going to give it, like, sure. a three out of five for now, but it could go down, like, to a two and a half. I just, I don't bring myself to hate it. Like, I could leave it on in the background, but it's not, it's not that engaging. It's like a building furniture movie, where, like, you're <laughs> doing something else. Yeah. On. It's not offensive. It's just like, you know, which if that's the worst thing a movie can be. It's just in the middle. It's just lame. It's very lame. Mm-hmm. I, w- I, I don't even think I could stomach playing this while I'm building furniture. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I'd rather put on something a bit more entertaining. Obviously, it doesn't have to be engaging, but yeah. Two out of ten, maybe one, but I'm sticking with a two. I guess technically it was a movie, I guess, but Jesus, it was... The most irritating, boring, awful thing I'd seen in a long time, honestly. It's just, it's absolute cancer. And I uh, (laughs) hope to never watch this film ever again. This would be torture. This would be, this would be my Guantanamo Bay. I didn't realize bad DreamWorks movies really got under your skin like that much. Oh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> something about them. There's a reason why I don't watch the same films. As there you is something about bad DreamWorks movies. movies, you know. Visceral. Sure, yeah. They have a special kind of terrible. Do you think this is worse than Shark Tale? I haven't seen Shark no. Tale in a while, but I could. You think Shark, Shark Tale's, Tales much worse, worse than this? Yes. I feel like I would get a. I, might, I, I feel like I would be less bored again. watching Shark Tale. To be perfectly honest, maybe. Yeah, a sort of a different question though. In the end, isn't it? Because, in a way. It's probably more entertaining, but not for the right reasons. <laughs> right. I think I would watch Shark Tale over this. Yeah. You know, that's what I mean. This is so kind of dull. I can yeah. remember a song from Shark Tale, and I can... I guess I can't remember any of the plot, but, you know. <laughs> that's the thing. It's memorable. I can remember all of Shark Tale. I could probably draw you the storyboards. <laughs> I think I saw it when I was like 13, though, so I don't even know. Uh, if you ever want to talk about Shark Tale sometime, you should recommend it. Yeah, I'll we'll recommend that one one day, for sure. Yeah, But as far as uh, Shrek 3 is concerned, or Shrek the 3rd, sorry, um, it's a two-star for me. DreamWorks definitely has worse, but it is the worst out of the three Shrek movies. It's a shame they couldn't have at least wrapped up the trilogy with three good movies. Even if it was just slightly better, I would have taken it. But yeah, Justin Timberlake sucks. It, every character sucks. It doesn't feel... It doesn't feel right. It does feel straight to DVD. Yeah. I'd I'd be happy never seeing Shred Third again. Just skip it. Go straight to Forever After if you're doing that. Bury it. Execute. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Absolute cancer. Maybe this is what gave me food poisoning, actually. Maybe it wasn't even (laughs) something I ate. Maybe it was this fucking movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Shrek Forever forever After. after. Yeah. That was how much... It felt like a bit of a gap between... 2010. It's just as much. Okay. Three years between each. Okay. Well, that's not bad. Yeah. 2010 for Shrek Forever uh, Straight after. to animation. Like, I like the way the movie's animated. I think yeah. it looks good. I like the beginning of the movie. There's, um, I guess I'll just quickly uh, do plot summary, but 
Shrek's happy. He's got the babies, and he slowly starts to realize that this perfect, idealistic fairy tale world that he's built up in his mind isn't all it's cracked out to be, and he winds up getting bored and uh, starts wanting more out of his life, starts uh, wanting to relive the good old days when he was more confident about who he was and who he wanted to be and just being like a scary ogre in the swamp and just he found fun out of that and you know new experiences are more confusing for him etc cetera, etc cetera. and um he, he goes then, to like his kid's birthday party and they like yeah. dress him up kind of like silly yeah and he feels kind of embarrassed he's feeling right? like he flips out he's feeling really like dehumanized i guess people are like do the roar yeah. it was actually very like you know it, it like it really got into the character of shrek it was yeah. much deeper mm-hmm. than like yeah. i was expecting he signs know, a i like that movie this movie's a little more dramatic and it's less focused on like dumb jokes yeah it's more focused full stop like shrek actually does like when he flips out at the birthday party i'm like yeah he's actually really unlikable but in a way that you had his character had to be redeemed from that moment you know Mm -hmm. because that scene is like it doesn't really happen at the end of the movie he like relives that moment and i guess he does it correctly at the end but you know it was it was like his character actually growing and uh yeah it was it was it was interesting for sure Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think it's a better movie than Shrek the Third. Yeah, he signs a contract with Rumpelstiltskin to undo one day of his life because he wants to relive the old glory days. And then, oh no, it turns out it's a monkey paw scenario and he has to, he he might be stuck not existing if he doesn't kiss Fiona by the end of it. But she doesn't know who he is in this movie. And so it's one of those, uh, you know, kind of familiar storylines, but uh, shockingly not terrible. Mm Mm-hmm. I was pretty impressed by this movie overall by just how not horrendous it was. Very <laughs> compared to Shrek fresh after yeah, Shrek it's good. It's okay. Yeah. It gives you what you'd actually expect from a Shrek movie. But they 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 do the trick too of kind of like Avengers Endgaming going back to the classic moments from the oh, yeah. first Shrek and reusing environments <laughs> and stuff like that. Sure, yeah. It's kind of a little trick you can do once you've fucked up with like Shrek Forever After, sorry, Shrek the Third and try and win back some. Oh, I remember that from the first movie kind of reaction, but yeah, mm. I, I, I don't mind this movie. I think it's okay. For me, again, though, I don't think they solve the villain problem, which I, I think it's just because he's not funny to me. Oh, yeah? And. When half the movie, yeah, I, something about Rumpelstiltskin, he's he's not a funny character. I, I find him more irritating than funny. Whereas, mm-hmm. yeah, in in the first two, the the villains I think are, are perfect. They have the right intensity. They got the right casting. They have the right voice. Mm-hmm. Rumpelstiltskin seems more like a kind of side character you'd want just little sprinklings of. Where as the main villain, he didn't really do it for me. I lo- I loved the animation. I like his character design. I thought the animation on him was very good yeah, and expressive. Sure. And they had fun with him, but I don't really find him endearing. Mm-hmm. He's not endearing, or, or and funny. he's not that funny, but I think his voice acting was pretty great. And I think that, you know, even even if he wasn't, like, playing, being played for a lot of jokes, I felt like he was a fairly strong villain. I felt like he represented a bit more actual consequence in terms of a villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it got the story side right, but not yeah. the humor side. Yeah, it was yeah. weirdly yeah. emotionally resonant, the whole film. Like, the, I was shocked with how well they handled the emotional beats in the storytelling. 
and there was actual consequence. Mm-hmm. The music was used appropriately. A lot of really great work with the score with some really interesting new additions to it, too. They didn't just like do the main theme. There's like this weird moment where they've got the uh, bunch of ogres underground and then the witches are flying overhead and they do this like weird like violin solo that just sounds like it would belong. Mm. It sounds like almost like the Moonlight score, although this came before that. <laughs> But yeah, it was like some really, really great stuff going on in the soundtrack, which I found to be very surprising. Now, you mentioned that kind of witch action sequence earlier on in the movie. And that's when I knew that, oh, yeah, they they actually tried with this one compared to three. Because there is action in that movie, but there's nothing really about it. The way it's executed, it's left in your memory, but there's a lot of like vivid choices of the presentation and like stark contrast to how you remember the environments from the previous movies like shrek revisited like revisits his home and but this time it's desolate and he's got like fine fiona and this time everyone's like spun around so donkey doesn't recognize him he's pulling the witch's like cart it's 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 it, the premise immediately is more interesting and you you want to find out how he's going to get out of the situation as opposed to three where you just don't really care there's nothing really interesting going on there's no fun yeah. beats at all <laughs> yeah yeah elseworld shrek is fun in three he just seems selfish it's just unlikable yeah because yeah. you said in three you kind of felt that was he was going through a midlife crisis but i felt that more in forever after or at least they, they yeah they, they well they're very similar except the... here it's more like personal yeah. like you actually get the sense like yeah he used to be a badass ogre and now he's like oh, he's being made a fool of properly communicated um, yeah, it's properly communicated and it's emotional. Whereas in that one, it's just like he's just kind of a bitch. Like, oh, he's afraid of being the king. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, yeah. it's driven by like. Yeah, I don't know why. And, <laughs> I yeah. still don't understand anything. About other, the third movie. There's also a million other things going on in that movie, and it's just not that good. <laughs> yeah, this is just better communicated. Yeah, yeah, it flows well. I like the way that the beginning is animated. Like the whole sequence with his family and his little home. Like, I like the lighting on everything. And the editing, actually, of that sequence. Yeah. There's the way that things are cut together. It's much better communicated storytelling. Mm-hmm. There's some really interesting stuff going on in the animation in terms of, like, the angles and, like, the way it's cut together. Like, the yeah, yeah. storyboarding and cinematography is, like, very noticeable, which I don't know if I could mention anything about it in the third movie other than it was just bad. Like, <laughs> there was, it felt very uninspired. But this one, it was like, oh, somebody actually has, like, a vision here. It, yeah, it's bad. In terms of, like, the actual, I guess, the other aspects of the animation, like, it felt much more smooth. It felt like a huge improvement on top of Shrek 3, obviously. The one thing that felt really weird about the animation was that, you know, when, as soon as it's 2010, then you, you're able to fit more polygons. You have more textures, you know, the, all these individual hairs and stuff mm-hmm. sticking out from Donkey. And when we're so used to the character looking like a bit more s- simple, it does feel a bit jarring. I don't know if either of you felt that way. Like Puss in Boots looked normal to me, but then Donkey, it felt like there were like too many hairs on him, you know? I don't, like the texture of his fur was just like really weird uh, yeah i did get that a bit yeah. at first but i liked how they were able to change his design for the elseworld version where he did have a bit of a longer beard and oh yeah they were able to show it through the the different designs but mm-hmm. yeah i can see mm-hmm. what you mean but i was yeah. i was really feeling the because shrek the third is so, it's so bland in the way everything's presented and i wonder if the blandest because they I, I guess they made the 
they started the Kung Fu Panda trilogy in between this, which is like a totally different style of presenting a movie. It's mm. more action focused. It's they had they had to nail the kind of the energy and the the visual language of that style of movie. So then moving forward, it does kind of feel re-energized. They have the the whole like ogre camp thing, which mm-hmm. yeah. also feels like familiar DreamWorks territory with the kind of like the pandas all coming together and stuff. They, they definitely play with a, a similar box of tricks in the same way Pixar yeah. do, but with DreamWorks, yeah. they like um, <laughs> like parent stories a lot. Of like the oh, I I had a mum that's actually alive that I didn't know about. Your Kung Fu Panda threes, Madagascar twos. They love those kind of simple ideas, and it, a lot of it is in Forever After. It's pretty simple, um, but yeah, they, they just go back to basics. They make it entertaining. They they give it just enough to carry it through. But I just, I, at the end of it all, though, I'm just kind of thinking, man, I, I wish it was just Shrek one and two, <laughs> or at least wait until they had an, some kind of inspiration after Shrek two. I wouldn't have minded if this was just the third movie and. That was it. I'd be okay with that, actually, yeah. yeah. If you just skipped the other one. <laughs> no Justin Timberlake. <laughs> it's definitely a better Shrek 3. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, are there as many gags in this one that you think land is... Uh, I, yeah, there were, there were some notable ones for me. I liked when um, right. the uh, they were, like, whipping Donkey as if they were, like, changing the radio station to make him sing different songs. Like, that's kind of funny. Okay. I like that. And it was yeah. also, yeah. you know, it didn't feel like it was out of nowhere. It felt like it was... It belonged in the I scene. I found it funny when... Um... When Shrek does get the day of his dreams and he's kind of frolicking around, oh yeah, while the montage the are trying to kill him, him, scaring people. That, that montage is, is <laughs> yeah. humorous. That yeah. was that yeah. felt more like the first two kind of movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think the first two are funnier. There's gags in that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah better jokes memorable. overall. We didn't even mention two. um, human Shrek, human Shrek, and like that whole part <laughs> is funny. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we did. <laughs> oh, we didn't even mention that in Shrek the Third that they do body swapping again. That's like one yeah. of the things. That oh yeah, and it wasn't as funny. Shrek and yeah, God, that so film brief. is so forgettable. You're I, a ridiculous. God, <laughs> you're a catastrophe or something. It was like, oh my god. <sighs> well, yeah, trying to do too much at once. This Shrek Forever After, in terms of how things are built up, like obviously there are goals that the script has. You know, you want him to get to the point where he's signing a magical contract to give away a day of his life right mm-hmm. if if this same plot beat was in shrek the third it would have just fucking happened like immediately like it, nothing would have built up to it but in this film they actually yeah. took the time and and you know they, they they did this uh sequence of like him living day in day out of just the same thing over and over taking out the trash and then right after that the birthday party and like do the roar it's like the way that it's shot <laughs> and the way that it's paced really brings out the tension and what they're trying to communicate. It it justifies yeah, exactly. the decisions that are mm-hmm. made later in the film. You can understand why Sh- Shrek, you know, obviously it's a, a plot device that needs to happen, but you can understand why he gets there rather than just like, why is this happening? It's like, oh, like, it's obvious because you just showed us mm-hmm. him experiencing all this stuff beforehand. That, that you, We can see his emotions. We feel his emotions. It's communicated properly. It, it reminds me of the second movie, the dinner sequence. Yeah. That they have. Mm-hmm. It's a stressful scene. had a very yeah. bad dinner. Yeah. It's like a Safety <laughs> it, Brothers it's like a, scene. You know, it's almost in the same point in the movie. Yeah. And the third movie's missing stuff like that. I guess the, what it has is the dream sequence Shrek has. Yeah. For sure, the um, 
the jokes aren't as numerous or strong in this film, but there was a lot of proper communicated emotion, and I think that deserves some credit. It was handled yeah. mostly well, and it's very surprising that they were able to do that, especially coming off of Sh- Shrek the Third. Yeah, it's a shame they figured it out then, because um, as we mentioned earlier, twenty ten the Sh- the Shrek formula and the cast it was it was stretching thin at that point mm-hmm. in terms of relevancy and trying to like even this it's I don't know if it was quite enough to reinvigorate or save Shrek, but. They keep changing their Shrek plans. I read like four different articles about what like the different plans for Shrek were in terms of the franchise. Like it was going to be five movies, then it changed to four movies, and now we're back into a fifth movie being made. But Forever After was supposed to be the end. Do you think it <laughs> wraps up the story in an okay way? Yeah. Yeah, I think it does. I, I thought so. I, I thought it was fine. I don't know how you make a, another Shrek movie. They would um, remake it without really being inspired. Well, because apparently they are making another one, um, and it's not a remake. No, I think it's supposed to be the fifth and final. They they restart because okay. they they cancelled the project, but then restarted we'll it in I think twenty fifteen or something. I don't know because like what what do you do at this point? Because Shrek Forever After already felt like the you know kind of in some ways, manipulative member berries. That you're like, the end credits song was yeah, I'm yeah. a Believer again, right? Mm-hmm. Are you going to do that in the fifth movie too? If not, how are you going to yeah. top that? Because <laughs> you can't make it more conclusive than that by wrapping it up back to where we were at the beginning. Exactly, yeah. Right? Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what they expect to be able to do because the fourth movie already was, you know, they had the reference to... The waffles. That was a th- like a funny line in the first movie, and then they'd made it more of like an mm-hmm. actual thing in the fourth movie, where Donkey falls for the trap and there's waffles or whatever, right? Like, yeah, this it feels like this should be the end. Also, they kind of brought back the the original edginess too, like uh, <laughs> the moment where yeah. Donkey called the gingerbread man cracker <laughs> was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> that was missing in the third one. It was missing that edge. Yeah. I was missing the you know ass and damn actually donkey gets one in shrek the third he has a uh i, I didn't i haven't tripped like that since college donkey has that but again mm, it's uh, nothing to do kinda, with fairy eh, yeah it's lame because it's nothing to do with fairy tales or any or like anything yeah. relevant it's like a, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not the best we need like an f word or <laughs> <laughs> like you know fuck they need to say fuck <laughs> And uh, Shrek needs to go like fuck this. I think that that would have helped the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I I appreciated the uh, Puss in Boots wasn't bad in this movie actually. I didn't hate him. Huh? Okay. He was That's a good. he was okay. a chonk puss. He was big and fat. And it was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, they found a new a new angle to make him funny again. Yeah, it wasn't uh-huh. just the same old. I mean, some of it was the same old, but yeah, when he showed up in the movie, I was like. Oh yeah, he's a character. Like I didn't feel like anything was missing when he showed up. You know, I wasn't waiting for mm-hmm. Puss in Boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, parts of this movie felt like Duncan Jones's Warcraft, <laughs> with all the ogres fighting. Yeah, it looked about the yeah. same. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, it's funny. God, I'd forgotten about Warcraft. Yeah, all the ogre fighting stuff. It, it was more like How to Train Your Dragon or something. It yeah, yeah it made me think of the Vikings serious. from House Train Your Dragon, yeah. Yeah, 
that's when the movie it became less of a comedy for me and more taking Shrek seriously, which is good and all. I think yeah. it's good. It works the, for this story. At least it's different. At least it's not the same shit again, like Shrek the Third. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Shrek I guess the Third that's the was thing different. Shrek the Third. <laughs> it's different, yeah, but it has no story. Really There's nothing steam. to right. Yeah, th- th- they needed to change connects. it up. Right. So at least it's something new. There, there is something like you can really explore both comedically and emotionally when you do this alternate history thing with a story that you know your mm-hmm. fans are obviously going to be so familiar with. You know the the chalk in the castle with Fiona, who had obviously stayed there a long time. Like mm. that's a pretty emotionally brutal moment. Like I wasn't expecting that from a sure, Shrek film, yeah. just being like, "Holy shit!" Like that's pretty dark. Yeah, she's completely <laughs> different. Yeah, yeah. As a result of that, yeah, as a result of Shrek's yeah. mistake. So I don't, I don't hate this movie at all. It's not uh, the strongest thing no, in the I've world. No, I've never had a problem like, with Forever After. Yeah, I, I could watch this again and not feel. Like I'm dying, like the third movie. Yeah, it's just down the middle. It's good. Yeah, I'll go uh, three and a half on it out of five. Really? Okay, I'm I'm a bit low. I'm I'm a three star for this. I think mm-hmm. it's just a, okay. just above average. It's just enough for a Shrek movie to be okay. And I'm giving this one a five out of ten. Very inoffensive. <laughs> it even says on the poster, "Shrek: The Final Chapter." On the IMDb poster? Yeah, it doesn't even say long. forever after. Did they change the title? What's up with that? They might have. The tagline, it ain't oh, yeah. ogre till it's ogre. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it look like Shrek 3 because of the 3D thing. I know, right? Yeah, they don't Fucking want you to think about Shrek the third. 2010 had everything in 3D. Did they release 3 in like a 3D thing? Like an advertising? <laughs> they might Shrek have. Shrek the third in 3D? I can't remember. That trend was just so obnoxious. I don't know. They were really pushing for a lot of 3D releases around the time. It was around that era because yeah. that was around yeah. like Avatar era, wasn't it? Yeah. If, was like, if you released a computer animated movie, it would be in 3D in theaters. <laughs> they want to charge you an yeah. extra $3 Dreamworks per Dreamworks in particular had the whole yeah, the whole initiative with 3D stuff. They went in yeah. on it. All right. There was a phase where every movie was 3D. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. It really didn't catch on. Yes, thank God. <laughs> All right, uh, Puss in Boots, 2011. Who wants to describe this film? Yeah, someone. Um, someone else. <laughs> I mean, I would do it, but I didn't rewatch this one, so it's not the freshest. Yeah, I, I don't remember, remember being, much about uh, the plot of it. Yeah, you watched uh, it recently too, right? It. So. Yeah. Humpty, Humpty Dumpty. Dumpty. Yeah. yeah, the puss is a cat. Humpty Dumpty is his friend. <laughs> yeah. They want to get the golden eggs. He's in like Spain, right? Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. probably <laughs> get the golden eggs. Oh, the golden goose. They get it, and then Humpty betrays him, and then yeah, it was uh, boring. I didn't uh, didn't very much <laughs> like this film. Didn't really add a lot to anything. This one was more well received <laughs> in general, uh, both critically and audience wise, than Shrek Forever After for some reason. I don't know if that is just because of the time period it was released. Uh, I don't know. I honestly, I, I can't rationalize it. I guess people just love Puss in Boots and they don't get sick of the same joke over and over where it's like, oh, he's a cat. See, he drinks milk. Like, okay. Yeah. It's a solid film. Is it? 
You couldn't even remember the plot. Funny jokes. We were asking. <laughs> no, because it's not that you know. It, it isn't. It, it doesn't excel. I don't think it's as good as Shrek, but I think it's a fine movie for families to watch. I don't know. Maybe that's why it has good reviews. It's just so inoffensive, and it's not quite Shrek. Uh, Shrek the Third, where it's just bad. You know, it's, it's it is kind of in the middle. This is a different kind of movie than the other Shrek films because this one seems more like an action adventure type movie with some jokes in between right. sort of thing. It's just a little it doesn't more really formulaic. feel like as much of like a parody film. Uh huh. Um, uh huh. Like a lot of it is very action oriented, but the action just isn't that impressive. Like maybe if I was seeing it in an IMAX with a 3D, blah 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 blah, and I was ten, <laughs> then sure it would be like great action. But yeah, with the sound. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it really just. Not super impressive, and just a lot of like falling and yelling, like oh, sort of, you know that ah. thing. It's like I don't know. What am I supposed to get out Voice of that? Voice acting's good. Is it Billy Bob Thornton's in it? <laughs> yeah, everyone was fine. There, there were some things about it that I felt had some potential. You know, like the soundtrack, mm-hmm. the Spanish guitar, like that was good. I liked that a lot. But, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I dug the action. I thought it was fine. You know, I I agree that it's not it didn't blow me away, but <laughs> I thought it was good. Like it was a fun movie. Yeah, I remember maybe closer to a building okay. furniture movie than a masterpiece. Sure, I would fun. rather build furniture to this than Shrek the Third. <laughs> yeah, there's just not that much of note about it. Yeah, to be honest. In the in the DreamWorks pantheon. Yeah, this is excruciatingly boring, but not nearly as offensive as uh, Shrek the Third. I enabled the described video again very early on into this one because <laughs> I remembered it it existed sooner. It was a it was a funnier voice. He um he sounded very bored describing everything. He sounded like um kind of like a faster talking Jeff Goldblum, but he was calling him puss and not poos. So, <laughs> oh, this wow. is from the era where Del Toro had his fingers in a bunch of DreamWorks. Oh yeah, projects. Um. Yeah, Puss in Boots, House Change Dragon Two, he worked on as well. Huh. Uh, he's got like some Netflix DreamWorks thing about trolls. Um, did you not notice that at all in the movie? I think he had a lot to do with um the Humpty Dumpty character. He was oh. that was his favorite one or something. Yeah, I don't know because the I really didn't like the Humpty Dumpty character at all, and I found him to be very boring and useless. <laughs> And <laughs> as soon as you said Del Toro, I almost thought Benicio, but then I remembered that it's not <laughs> Guillermo. <laughs> no, no. The other Del Toro. Yeah, the um, every my biggest issue with this film is like it's an hour and a half just like the rest of them, but so much less happens. Like everything feels so stretched out. Like there's three things that happen in the movie and then it's over. You know? So does it not like parody action movies in a similar way Shrek does for fairy tales or anything I not really no it. it just feels it feels it's like an unironic movie. presentation of that it doesn't feel like as much of a parody as m- much of it is a you know just mm. being that just feels like it's a kid's action movie it doesn't really feel like it's poking fun of itself in that way yeah i'd honestly always avoided this one because it just it looked inessential and that's it really I was it being fairly yeah all half of my notes for this are me just saying the word boring <laughs> it is so like it's very very boring yeah. it was like half an hour through the movie and they were still doing like the flashback shit of like oh did you know that he was friends with Humpty when he was a child and it's like 
Mm-hmm. Just get on yeah, with it. Like, dude, get the plot of the movie going. Like, why yeah. does this matter? How he got his boots. <laughs> yeah, they make sure you know everything about Puss in yeah. Boots. Like, there's no stone unturned to, with his character. To give the him the justification of betraying boots, him later. Then, how he got okay, his whatever. sword. How he got his name, his friends, his mom. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> everything you want to know they, about they Puss in Boots. They showed him how he got the he boots. He was a little fucking kitten. Like, you know everything about yeah. him by the end of the movie. <laughs> It was like Cruella uh, film, you know. So you, <laughs> yeah, she, oh, she didn't. She didn't come up with that laugh. She saw it on TV once. <laughs> she thought it was cool. <laughs> okay, <sighs> dude. The prequel problem. It's just you can really yeah. go down a bad road with prequel content. Yeah, yeah. Humpty is a useless character, and there's no, there's literally zero interesting dynamic between Puss and Humpty. There's like, what is there? Oh, Humpty was picked on as a kid. It's not really a dynamic. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Isn't there like a twist where Humpty, he like, he survives at the end or something? A fool that otherwise should have killed him? I don't it's think... like some reveal or some the twist. The reveal is that he's made of gold. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the... Yeah, it's coming back to me now. It's really I'm remembering that dumb, actually. And then the line... Yeah. Oh my God, I think I wrote this down. What is that line? <laughs> he falls off the cliff and then Puss looks down and sees that there's just a golden egg with some white egg exterior eggshell around it and then realizes <laughs> that Humpty was made of gold the entire time and it's so crazy because he was looking for gold but it was inside him all along and, and Puss says I always knew you were good inside what the fuck like what is that a is that trying to send like a message like yeah. Isn't that like a weirdly you're superficial? Good you're, gold. you're good because <laughs> yeah. you're made of gold inside. Like, what is that trying to say? Even and that's just a stupid line. It's a stupid resolution for the character. <laughs> it's really dumb. What did you think of Salma Hayek? She was fine. Oh yeah, her character. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 a really <laughs> old and annoying trope for the whole like. Oh, there's a villain who's like better than the main character, and they're like fighting for the first part, but you never hear their voice. And in my head, I was just like, "It's a girl, it's a girl." And then they reveal, it's like, oh, "You're a girl, oh, but mm. you're such a good fighter. You're a girl." It's like, oh, it's just so obvious what's gonna happen. Like, oh, and now they date, now they're mm. dating. Okay, yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> right. Then the rest of the movie is just like, oh, I gotta flirt with her. Yeah, like <laughs> it's really annoying. It's and you can argue that movie, it's just yeah. playing in line with the tropes of other like action movies. Sure, uh, I guess you can make Senorita, that case, like, come here. <laughs> it's like just that. <laughs> yeah, like I don't see the difference yeah, it between seems more for kids. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, I don't see the difference between it functioning as a parody of those things and it just being those things unironically because it doesn't do a whole lot to actually actively poke fun at those types of things it just kind of does them well yeah but it's more tongue-in-cheek given the kind of movie it is it's like an animated kids movie i don't think it's taking itself seriously Uh, does it have the kind of adult jokes in there though like shrek does i can't remember not really focused on the funny reddit it's still not disney level of like safe (laughs) it's Uh a little there's a little edge might as well be i don't know wasn't super edgy he's, he's a cat burglar in spain yeah. So, cat burglar. Yeah, about right. Yep, very boring, and I don't think I have anything else to say about <laughs> it. It was just very boring. Yeah, I, I would give it a three out of five. Yeah, it'd either be a three out of five or a two and a half, like right, right down the middle. Because I, I, yeah. I can barely remember anything about it. 
And I'm giving this one a three out of ten. There was some good music. It was very boring. Hmm. All right, so I was the only one that watched Shrek the Musical from 2013, so I'll keep this short. Um, (laughs) They took the first Shrek movie and they made a musical out of it, and it's longer. It's like over two hours. And (laughs) I was in my worst day of food poisoning symptoms. It was when I was getting hit the the hardest, and I (laughs) was in bed with a fever and very nauseous the entire day. And so I watched it in kind of like a fever dream like state and i played it in one <laughs> 1.5 times speed and it wasn't the worst thing but i guess i'll just mention some notable aspects about it they recreate things like him smashing out of the outhouse or whatever but they don't have the smash mouth song and it feels like <laughs> something's missing because oh. they do their own yeah. you know just it's like average musical music you know like mm-hmm. oh Maybe exactly what you'd expect <laughs> nothing crazy going on yeah, musically exactly and then yeah his parents like they they do this weird backstory with his parents like sending him on his way when he's like a child like he's a pokemon trainer or some shit shrek yeah oh i think that happens in the storybook oh yeah mm. okay cool that's where that came from then. they just cut that out of the movie and then yeah we were talking about in the uh, original shrek how there's some characters that are you know kind of like high-pitched screaming characters like gingerbread man and also pinocchio and they did it well enough where it was like kind of funny in this musical thing it was like twice as much high-pitched screaming and it started to get really irritating very not not great how did they achieve like donkey it was a more flamboyant man basically it was it was a Mm. donkey was like a gay man kind of (laughs) which is weird what was really interesting was farquad because they basically got like a regular dude with like chisel jaw or whatever and they had him like crouching and he was using his his hands as like his front legs and everything else was hidden behind this cape sort of thing and the way that they staged it it looked like he was just like a a little person with like a a large person's face it's really interesting how they did it and then uh, wow. yeah some of the practical effects were interesting and then i uh, got bored halfway through it and skipped through it, the rest of it and uh <laughs> four out of ten four out of ten for me didn't keep your attention i watched a uh, shrek 4d oh yeah what is that all about <laughs> yeah what is it i've seen it before i didn't watch it like recently i went to universal recently it's like uh you know it's like a movie basically and you sit down and if you go on the ride at universal they like spray some stuff at you or boogers like the light what's effects. ogre vision yeah smell effects what is ogre, ogre vision? vision is just the glasses <laughs> they give you green oh, is it in 3D? 3d glasses yeah it's 3d <laughs> so if you watch it just on youtube you could probably find it just on youtube or online somewhere it's just called shrek 3d i guess because that's all you can do from your home and it's fine. It's like a light adventure with Shrek. Oh, the voice actors come back, I assume? Yeah, yeah, they're all back. Oh. That's why I like Shrek. You know, they just do all these little things with him yeah. off to the side. <laughs> He's a fun character. It's a good Well, cast. we didn't mention um, all the main actors. They got paid like $10 million each, I think. Mm. Or maybe it was... They got like three hundred grand each for Shrek 1, and it was like just an obscene... Like bump for the second movie. That's awesome. Really cool. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, 
I hope the animators got paid, but you know. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> all right, I guess that about does it for all the Shreks. We didn't watch any of the short films because why would we? There's too many. And I, w- I was feeling <laughs> so sick. Yeah, I've seen, seen them all before. before, but they they do feel just straight to DVD. Like, yeah, I mean, no there's point. nothing to say about any of them. <laughs> yeah, that's how, like, how Shrek 4D is. <laughs> if you're a big fan of Shrek, there's a lot of subsidiary content you could check yeah, out. Yeah, and I don't even think that's Mike Myers channel. voice acts in half of those, right? They, like, get some other guy. No. <laughs> it's like someone doing an impression. It's so sad. <laughs> Donkey. I don't know. Add some extra humor. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess it's time for questions. Okay. Let's do some questions from the Sardonicast community. If you want to leave your own for us to answer in future episodes, head over to the subreddit where there'll be a suggestion thread. Goosey McGooseface2 is going to start us off. Favorite Shrek meme? Just throw it out there. What's your favorite Shrek meme? Hmm. It's tough to pick one. I got to go with the Smash Mouth song. Like, that's just, that's the meme, right? I just burst out of a door and say, somebody! It's not a bad one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the whole strong. song. Can't yeah. Where did you guys settle on the... <laughs> how did it go? I love Shrek, you know. Shrek is love, Shrek is life. Shrek is love, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> weird, like, stand on that funny. one. That Those are pornographic fan fiction or whatever. <laughs> There's, like, that Source Filmmaker <laughs> YouTube <fucking> version. <laughs> yeah. Like, Shrek comes in through the window and like penetrates you or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's that was, pretty good. That was huge. I remember, that was that was a moment. That was a bigger moment than Shrek <laughs> Four coming out. Like that video coming out, that that meme spreading was a bigger deal than the, the movies at that point. But hmm. yeah, I, yes. I, I don't know if that's my favorite one. I just like the simple the one you probably start the episode with. I, I'm a big fan of that one. That that tickles me every time. Yeah. Hello there. Uh, ear ear rape is always <laughs> is always good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's everybody. Funny. On a similar note, feeling ad six seven one five says, "What is your favorite and least favorite DreamWorks movie?" They say live action and animation, but why don't we just simplify it to animation? Because <laughs> sure. they, they produce a bunch of live action shit. Just really? just do animation. I could be wrong. Yeah, and I thought like I it's know. like Spielberg's. Yeah. 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 I guess. Yeah. Because yeah, Spielberg. So this was like like Saving Private Ryan. He made that under. <laughs> yeah, I think that does have. Um, it might do at the beginning. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, the answer is Kung Fu Panda Two, as far as best. I would have mm-hmm. to watch Road to El Dorado again, but it's just. It feels so nostalgic in my memory that I want to say it, but I, it's been so long that I don't know if I can say it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it does hold up. It is it is good. Yeah, that's a strong one. How to Train Your Dragon? I'd say that's up there. Uh, yeah, what you said, fun. Alex. Kung Fu Panda. Those Kung are Fu strong. Panda too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are strong. Mm-hmm. The first four. I'd say I'm all a big of them. fan of um, Curse of the Were Rabbit too. Um, Wall- Wall- that's them. You would okay. be. Yeah, man. I. I <laughs> that's one I don't understand with you, Adam. Is Wallace and Gromit hate? Like I don't hate it. It's just not Gromit. those are those are excellent, Ardman. Yeah, yeah. As far as the worst is concerned, probably, probably Shrek the Third. Shrek the Third. Yeah, yeah. Like, those are I, bad. Shark Tale's bad. Really? I I mm. don't think I would feel that upset at, at, at any of their films. 
I was shocked with just how awful Shrek the Third was. Really, I, I think there's worse than Shrek the Third. Yeah, maybe I, ones I haven't. I think seen, Shark I Tale's worse than it. Um, Madagascar Two, like that was pretty fucking bad. <laughs> really, I'd put Madagascar One if I was going to pick one of them. Madagascar One. <laughs> I forgot which one I liked the most. I think we agreed the third one was the you best. liked Two. Um, Adam liked. Three. I actually did like Two, but you know who fucking knows. <laughs> Sorry, you loved Two, and Adam yeah, loved Three. Yeah. That's how it went. Um, <laughs> I, I think I did love Two. Like what we were saying about Shrek Three is is kind of how I feel about their movie Home. Have you even heard of this? I have this movie yeah, they released I do know in home. 2015. Yeah. I never watched it though. It might be the Sheldon most generic movie ever the made. Big Bang Theory. <laughs> yeah, it's Sheldon and Rihanna. Like, <laughs> oh my the most goodness! Generic. Yeah, Dude. it sounds bad. Even the titles. What bad. a what a cast. Yeah, Home. Like okay, because <laughs> the aliens is going home. Yeah, the only thing of note was like the hair texture on the main character. That was it. Yeah. Like nothing else was. Yeah, yeah, that film sucks. Yeah, I could watch Shark Tale. <laughs> yeah, but that does have the meme value. There is something about DreamWorks, man. They they create meme movies um, a lot of the time. You got your Boss Babies. Madagascar is a huge meme now. Shrek is a huge meme. The Boss Penguins Baby is not DreamWorks. Is B it? movie. Is it? Yeah, no, it is DreamWorks. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I keep making these mistakes. Uh, <laughs> Trolls, they did as well. Um, yeah, the B movie is, is like the ultimate Dreamworks. meme DreamWorks movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of. Uh, I just noticed on the wiki that Boss Baby's getting a sequel. Apparently, there's a Puss in Boots sequel coming in 2022, according to IMDb. Yeah. So they were doing like a donkey movie, but I guess that got abandoned. Sucks. Yeah. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. <laughs> the Last Wish? Yeah. Is that Illumination? Or is it... Illumination is just working on, like, Shrek. I wonder. Puss in Boots is just one of those characters. It's even, like, the, the fairy tale book versions. Like It's always just been popular, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, there's a Netflix original series of People like. Puss in Boots, too. <laughs> yep, that, too. Yeah, there's, Damn. like, a weird interactive Netflix game thing. Yeah, it's crazy. Think, Shrek never yeah. stopped. It's still going. <laughs> no, there was never not. any break. They've just been been doing a bunch of direct to Netflix and direct to changes TV form. Shit. Yeah, rides, musicals, and creeping yeah. in the background, short films. Yeah, stuff with Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots, I guess, is a very marketable character. Producers like him. You know, but mm -hmm. it's a cat. It is a cute cat. Yeah. What was the question? <laughs> favorite and least favorite DreamWorks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we answered it. Yeah, then. Shark Tale is awful. Yeah, and best is uh, I'm. I would be. Sh I would be sharked to find out Shark Tale would make me as angry as Shrek the Third. I'd be very sharked to find that out. Well, I'm sure we'll find. I out guess at I some have point, to watch yeah. it. I guess I have to <laughs> expose myself to Shark Tale. So you've never seen. You've never seen Shark Tale. No, I ha I did when I was it. like 13 or something. <laughs> yeah, it's been a okay. long time. You never okay. thought to revisit I it. I mean, it was it wasn't great, but I couldn't imagine it's gonna give me as much visceral Scorsese's hatred. Best performance, probably. Yeah, fucking Martin Scorsese's in it, and <laughs> D twelve made a song. Yeah. For it. Bila is cool. One two three says. What are your opinions of that Amazon Prime show, Invincible? Um. I know Adam's seen it. Have you seen this, Ralph? No, I haven't seen it, but, you know, I've heard a lot about it. 
Do you have any interest in it? Because I yeah. watched it a week or two ago. Yeah, um, interest in it. I was I was really impressed with mm-hmm. um, yeah. what I saw. I, I I'd heard about Invincible, um, but I'd, I I used to read The Walking Dead, the actual issues of it. Um, I read about hundred issues of it, and I'd always heard about Invincible and how good it is, but I I just settled on Walking Dead. But the show does a good job of bringing it to life, and the the fact it's animated, I think, makes a big difference because the conversation settled to it like it's very similar to the boys um in the just the the premise i don't know the it veers off from that point i think they're different enough so they're not kind of eating each other's audiences i like it better than the boys at this point really you like it better yeah boys season two is a little disappointing for me yeah i'm gonna have to wait and see till there are multiple seasons to contrast against but if if they can keep this level up it it could be great because there's there's great source material I think to to go off. Um. Yeah, it's more creative and more fun. I like the humor better. The the boys is is more cynical in the way it's mocking the industry and mm-hmm. with the sp- specific kind of Me Too stuff and that it, it seems way more overtly political. Whereas Invincible is a bit more concerned with the actual kind of story side, yeah, the characters and the way that's all going and the. The, the grayness of it is similar to The Walking Dead in that way, where you just don't really know where it's going a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. They, they do subvert it in really clever ways. There's Much like The Boys, it, it does kind of boil down to this, like, this character that is the like most terrifying, threatening mm-hmm. thing that carries the show, um, with the, the voice acting and everything. I like the visual style better than The Boys, too. The Boys is starting to feel, like, pretty stale for me. Like, I'm going to watch season three of The Boys and see how it goes. I don't know if I'll finish it, but, like, I feel like I'm obligated to continue that, whereas Invincible, I'm actually excited to continue. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to watch Invincible. I don't really have interest in The Boys right now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe when it's over. Like, close yeah. to being over. Yeah, that d- that does suck having to wait, but... Yeah, there is a lot of premise here. I promise, sorry. And the, the only thing I noticed was... There was uh, some budget stuff you could clearly see whenever there are yeah. crowd shots of loads of characters. They were like really simple CG models kind of wiggling around, that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm sure that yeah, maybe kind of thing will go away with you. Yeah, exactly. Um, the bigger the budget, the I'm, I'm glad it has kind of popped off and people are loving it because it's like an edgy, brutally violent 2D animated like superhero property. It's quite cool to see. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm very much willing to watch more and can't wait to see where it goes. The story has me hooked. Yeah. Great character writing, clear goals and motivations. Mm-hmm. Oh, um I really like the main character's performance too. Yeah. Um I can't remember his name. He's in The Walking Dead. Stephen Yun. Um Yeah, yeah, Stephen Yun. Uh, yeah, the, there's something he brings to that character that fits so well for like the protagonist of a, you know, kind of Spider-Man-y. He's like just about 20 trying to juggle mm-hmm. his life. He just brings that kind of innocence to it. Yeah, big fan. Yeah, I agree. Everybody check it out. Invincible. It's dank. Okay. What do we think on this then from Cooper315? What are you guys' thoughts on another round already having an American remake in development? What do you guys think of the Americanization of foreign films? Of course, there are great examples with a great effect, like funny games, but more often than not, they miss the mark. Thanks, guys. Love the podcast. So annoying because the movie is like very much a commentary on Danish drinking culture, is it? Isn't it? Like, fuck yeah, off. Yeah. Like, it, 
Mm-hmm. There's certain things that just don't work as well in America. You look at like the old boy remake. It's like, why doesn't anybody have fucking guns? It's like, <laughs> this is America. If you're setting it in America, yeah, exactly. it kind of ruins. Yeah. It, you have to pay attention right, right. to like, what about this story uh, and the location of the story worked together in the original? And you can't. I don't know. Sometimes it just doesn't fucking work when you try to bring it somewhere else. The same intent's not going to be there. It's not like the story doesn't translate. It's all you have to do is just read some subtitles. It's, I mean, otherwise it's a fairly standard yeah. drama, but just in a different language. I mean, the performances. I mean, what that's what you're there for is that is that cast and that director. I, I really don't understand the point. Well, I understand why they do it, but I don't creatively see why it would be a fulfilling thing to do, mm-hmm. unless you have a crazy angle to take. Which I, I, I mean, I. It's it's such a simple kind of idea. I don't see how they could get wacky or do something different with it. Yeah. I feel like it's just going to be a one to one sort of translation. You take enough to it already. You take a thoughtful and purposeful foreign language film, and then you translate it by only only keeping like the the bare minimum bone structure of what the story is, without anything like important. You know, without all of the it aspects like that made DiCaprio it exceptional. Playing and you turn it into this bland fucking product, like fucking force majeure being turned into downhill starring will ferrell or whatever like (laughs) (laughs) this is definitely not a good track record the moment you put will ferrell in it you've got the wrong idea of what the movie is right yeah (laughs) yeah yeah because martyrs has that abysmal american (laughs) yeah yeah everything has an abysmal american remake if it's a good foreign language film fucking Mm -hmm parasites getting a treatment now but it's like they're saying that it's like uh, set oh in the God. universe and it's not a remake or something i don't know yeah we'll see how it is yeah. but who knows it's like an hbo series i don't remember yeah because they're making them like shows now aren't they because snowpiercer yeah, is like a show <laughs> they just love their money yeah it's, the it's they just need so intellectual property to mill. weird there's some good ones girl with the dragon tattoo david fincher's movie mm-hmm. i liked that one that's yeah. a good one the underlying issue is that it's it's just the implication is just that Hollywood is just so creatively bankrupt that they need to do this. When it's like, if the original film wasn't successful enough that you would justify making an American remake from it, because other like if if everybody saw it already, then you wouldn't need to make an American remake, right? But it was successful enough mm-hmm. that you thought the idea presented in the English language would do well, right? It's like just promote the original film. I yeah, know. I think it's a case by case thing. I think if you want to, if you have a new take on the story, go ahead. But Parasite, I don't know. I don't think that needs a remake right now. What, what's really yeah. offensive to me about it is is just how quickly it happens. Does it really need a remake? I don't think most and people that film was huge. feel that way. If it's an American film yeah. getting an American remake, they wait like at least 10 years, maybe yeah. three if it's Spider-Man. But, you know, <laughs> most properties, yeah. mm-hmm. you wait a bit. But if it's an if it's a foreign language film, they wait like a year or two, and the implication yeah. is like, oh, these are just entirely different markets. So nobody nobody in America saw the original film, and maybe that's true. But like, it's it's right. it's yeah, a steel. sad that's commentary a on audiences, I guess. Yeah, at the end of the day, if it's a good movie, it's a good movie. But yeah, the girl with the dragon tattoo one is fine. Yeah, that's actually a very. It's good a movie. good director who has a vision. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I mean. What's <laughs> weird is that one wasn't successful enough for a sequel. 
Yeah, <laughs> crawl with this in the spider's web or whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> the piece yeah. of shit. <laughs> oh, I never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> no one saw it. <laughs> oh wait, was that the um? Yeah, there was like an American sequel with like a different actress and different director. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. They got the guy that that rips off David Fincher to replace David Fincher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Evil Dead 2013 man. <laughs> okay. Oops. Let's do this one from The Wizard of Oswald. What are your guys' opinions on the Resident Evil video games? I personally love most of them, with some exceptions. Code Veronica 6 and some spin-offs. By the way, I hate the movies. 8 is fun. I like 8. I like 7. I think that's all I've play played. Two? I played 2 and 3, the remaster or the remakes. Mm-hmm. Those mm. are those are very well done. You should play 4. But I'm not a huge fan of them. The movies are awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the movies yeah, the movies but are the, awful. <laughs> you know, the video games are much more creative and capture, uh, you know, something closer to an experience that I enjoy. Yeah, great design. <laughs> really yeah. fun. I like 2 myself. I think it's the best one I've played. Yeah, 2 um, is probably my favorite one. Anyone play 4? Because that's the one everyone always says is the best I'd one. I'd like to. I have it downloaded. You haven't, Alex? No, I haven't. Okay. It's always, I've always meant to. Yeah, it's a lot of time. Controls always, they're pro- I think they're yeah. doing yeah. like some kind of remake of that also. So I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. Yeah. I, don't know. I might just wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved the remake of 2 of for sure. Yeah. I felt like there was a lot more tension and fear in that compared to Resident Evil 7 and 8, I guess. Uh, you know, just because of like the time period where the original was made, you had to conserve a lot of ammo. There was consequence towards missing yeah. a shot or getting bit or something like Mr. X really had around. to hoard and manage supplies and inventory and all that sh- shit. So I liked that aspect about it a lot. I there are a lot of great things in Resident Evil 2 uh, remake. I'm like halfway through Resident Evil 8 right now. Enjoying it. We'll finish it. Not striking me the same way as 7 did yet. And we'll see if that changes. Yeah, I'm loving eight. Did uh, either of you play Resident Evil Blowjob Giraffe? Which is Sorry? six. Oh, yeah. I played all the co-op. <laughs> Did you never see that meme? They're like, the logo looks like a giraffe. Oh, does it? Oh, I have to look this up. <laughs> yeah, search Resident Evil 6. No, I never played that one. Giraffe. That's a really well, just Resident Evil 6 I'm just going to look yeah. at the... Yeah. This six looks like <laughs> Oh, yeah, look it up, yeah. Look it up. That's kind of funny. That's funny. I played five. Five is fine. I, I played I about play half of five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those five and six are only tolerable with co-op, and even then, six mm-hmm. was a fucking chore. <laughs> like the amount six of shit that awful, it just like man, six sounds bad. It's like an action movie of motorbike chasing. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like it's it's so over the top and goofy. Like that's fine or whatever. But in six. They make you like redo parts of levels and you're confused as to whether or not you're making progress because you're like, did we do this? And it's like, oh, it's just you have to see this coming from a different angle this time. And it's like they just reuse so much shit in the game. It feels like you're you're never actually progressing through the story. And it's just such a fucking chore and it takes forever to do. Uh But I don't know. There's some funny shit, I guess. Yeah, I've always avoided that one. Yeah. Four and two are my favorites, I guess, and I also like seven. Jesus, that blowjob giraffe thing is so weird. <laughs> it's really weird. That's kind of funny. I'll never forget that. <laughs> <laughs> Bad design. Terrible cover. <laughs> In general, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, dumb, goofy bullshit. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, the movies are fucking garbage. I still have to Paul finish watching Anderson. all of them. Yeah, Paul, not Thomas Anderson. Paul yeah, the w. better Anderson. Paul Anderson. Yeah, <laughs> better. Okay, this is a matter of yeah. Opinion. They get they get genuinely unwatchable at a certain point. Like the action, like you just can't tell what's happening. You just don't even know what's going on. Yeah, the second yeah. one, they're just like throwing in a bunch of characters from the games. Like, oh, it's Jill. It's uh, Leon. Isn't like Nemesis like, in it. Yeah. yeah, Nemesis. Yeah, like the guy from the third one <laughs> in it. But it looks like shit. It's like some guy in a mm-hmm. rubber suit. At least it's the first like one's got size. like the laser room. Yeah, the-, the first one's like it, I think it's tolerable because it's just like a basic premise. They're kind of stuck in Umbrella Corp or whatever yeah. <laughs> the Umbrella facility. That's it. It's kind of like Cube mixed with a zombie movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, the the third one's like Mad Max. Like, there's a point. It, they don't even know what the fuck's going on. That's the right. The fourth one's yeah. really bad. It's like Mad Max. Ugh. Yeah. I'm sending this one from Under Arts. I know you guys see FNAF as a meme, but the movie is actually getting made this year. As a long-time <laughs> fan, I'm very excited. I wonder how you guys feel about it. Hello from Sweden. That's the Willy's Wonderland movie? So they're making I'm, yeah, I, Willy's I, Wonderland I, That's another one. <laughs> it's the, but it's the real FNAF movie, though. It's the real one It's now. the real you one. You mean Willy's Wonderland wasn't it? No. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Shit. I it, it was. it, people said that Will, uh, Willy's Wonderland ripped off Five Nights at Freddy's, basically. Yeah, That's and I I, I made the argument that you yeah, it's debatable. It's I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> so currently, Chris Columbus is attached as director. Yeah, um, the director of Harry Potter. Yeah. Wow. Which, uh, I mean, I'm surprised to see that name. There, yeah, it's apparently it's like a Blumhouse thing too. <laughs> yeah, dude, like I it's mean... legit a Blumhouse movie. Well, but it's just like I don't know. What what's it going to be rated? If it's rated R, then none of the babies who play Five Nights at Freddy's are going to be able to see it. If it's rated, <laughs> if it's rated yeah. G, then it's not going to be a scary movie. It's rated G. It's going to have to be like PG thirteen. PG-13 is what you're going with? I could see that happening. Yeah. It seems about right. That'd be fine. You don't need blood. The demographic of Five Nights at Freddy's has probably just hit the age 13 now, if they've been playing since the beginning. I would like a G movie. I think that would be really funny. If it was like Thomas the Tank Engine or like something. (laughs) I I would like that a lot. Yeah, that'd be cool. If you're going to make a horror movie. Yeah, Yeah, you're right about the audience, because there's there's like a phone version of Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, yeah chibi cutesy cartoon versions oh, and there's like tens of them so i mean yeah there must there was like a like game made every that, six months <laughs> that's yeah. what the games are like it's made by one person every six months who is credited as the writer but on people IMG. are obsessed with the lore i guess yeah the lore yeah yeah you that'll be like interesting he's like the sole writer on imdb it looks like <laughs> so weird yeah i wonder if he has like uh, if he owns the ip for movies then still and he has control over it (laughs) some creative control yeah i wonder i mean if he's writing the screenplay then theoretically he would have some control over it but yeah i don't know it's uh i never found the games to be scary and they were just annoying and really poorly designed and manipulative and uh yeah just jump scares the game and 
if you really care about it, then you get hooked on the lore, apparently. But if I don't care about the jump scares, then why would I care about the lore? You know? Yeah. If I don't care about the game, why would I care about sure. the backstory to the game? Apparently, yeah. uh, Scott Cawthon, who's the writer and creator of FNAF, gave an update in November of 2020 saying writer-director Chris Columbus has finished the screenplay adaptation and plans to start filming for Blumhouse in okay. spring of 2021. <laughs> so maybe it actually will come out this year. It's so ridiculous. That is, yeah. They're fast-tracking it. They want this out. <laughs> I yeah I I think I'll be satisfied in my curiosity by watching the trailer. I don't know if I'll need to watch the actual film, but we'll see what the trailer looks yeah, like. Yeah, I think I'm with you. It'll be one of those things where I actually watch the trailer. And the trailer will be huge. It will use the same thumbnails like a Oh yeah, game. it'll be it'll get like a billion views in like a day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah yeah. Mom, yeah, we'll mom, they made a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. We have to go see it. <laughs> oh. Does the trailer start with the Rated like, X. hello picking up the phone <laughs> thing that all the FNAF games have, whatever. Hello? Hello? <laughs> mushy mushy. <laughs> they just put Nicolas Cage in it. Who's supposed to act in this thing? Does, do we know who's acting in this movie? Golden Freddy? Dwayne Johnson? <laughs> I don't know if any actors are attached. <laughs> yeah, I guess if it's Blumhouse. Yeah, well, it's, then... just, it's just Chris Columbus. Maybe the cast of Harry Potter? I don't know. <laughs> That'd be pretty Daniel cool. Radcliffe. Yeah. What the fuck? It's so fascinating. And it's supposed to come out 2021, apparently? Yeah. I'd, yeah. It's supposed I to come know. out this year. They don't have anything. I don't know. I mean... I, I mean, I hope it comes they out. Could release a, they could drop a trailer in the next like couple months and then be out ready for Halloween, yeah, October or whatever. This is Blumhouse. Could yeah. have just a bunch of nobodies in it. Yeah, it'll be in the next Happy Death Day. Yeah, yeah. You probably can make a, a FNAF movie free cheap. I guess it'll be live action. Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, all, all the video game movies, stupidity. man. The, the wave of them's coming. Uncharted's yeah. coming soon. Yeah. Tom Holland's talking about how, <laughs> how shit it is already. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. What did he say? They look nothing like <laughs> Sully and... It's Mark Wahlberg yeah. and Tom Holland. <laughs> he was saying something about he was he was like channeling. Oh, what was it? He was saying he was like channeling something that sounded the total opposite of um the character of Nathan Drake. Oh, great! Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds like a total mess to be honest. And I, I keep forgetting Mark Wahlberg's in that movie playing Sully. Yeah, how long um, has this been in development for? That's a pretty bad choice. <laughs> Quite a while. Right? Director of Venom forever. I think. I think Dude, it's going to be... <laughs> it's going to be like Chaos Walking. Yeah, it's going to be a busy. I'll watch this one just to be disappointed. Well, I mean, yeah, I never had any hope in th- with, with this one. I mean, yeah. terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad idea. Well, I guess that does it for questions. Woo-hoo. We did it. Yeah. I'm going to nap. <laughs> But first, (laughs) we have a film recommendation for next episode, and I think it's Alex's turn. Yeah, yeah, it's back to me now, because I guess Shrek was shared. Yes, Um, the trio recommendation. I want to do the 1997 film Cure. Um, Have you guys heard of this one? I've heard of it. Kyoshi Kurosawa. I I was reading... um, I think it was one of the major inspirations of David Finch's Seven. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, this is uh, on my watch list already. 
Yeah, what it's it? been on my watch list for a while. C U R E, nineteen ninety-seven. Kiyoshi Kurosawa, a wave of gruesome murders is sweeping Tokyo. Oh. Okay, yeah. awesome. Cool. Yeah, should be cool. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Looking forward to seeing it. <laughs> okay. Any of you listening at home, if you don't want to be spoiled for Cure, then check it out before the next episode comes out. These episodes are released every two weeks, except I guess the next ep- the one you listen to after this will be uh, released one week later because we kind of messed up the schedule a bit. But <laughs> if you want to listen to the episode Oops. even earlier <laughs> as they're edited, <laughs> sign up sardonicast.com. Sign up for premium, <laughs> $2 a month. You'll get these episodes early. Yeah, also, patreon.com slash sardonicast. My brain is mush. I got food poisoning on the weekend. <laughs> that was not fun. So you I'm did gonna, it. I'm going to take a nap. I'm getting better. No more fever, but... Oh, boy. I'm looking forward to seeing the movie. Thanks for the recommendation. Have a happy yes, Shrek. Have a Shrek forever after. I had these weird, like... Because I, I was woken up, like... I don't know, 10 times last night with just like my stomach feeling like shit. And I kept going in and out of my sleep. And I had this like these weird moments where your plans for the next day intercept your dreams. And I was dreaming that I was like recording the podcast. And I remembered I opened it up (laughs) being like this Shrek-tastic episode. But in my mind, like (laughs) the pun worked so well. And then I thought about it when I woke up. I'm like, Shrek-tastic doesn't make sense. That's not a good. <laughs> That's that doesn't work. So I didn't. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think you might be underplaying it. Have a Shrek-tastic day, everyone. Happy. Yeah, keep it Shrek-tastic over there. <laughs> Happy Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye, bye, bye. Shrek. <laughs>